Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Her towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElway. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> Time to get started. Welcome. Monday has indeed arrived, has it not? And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is the 4th of December, a Monday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A block in the Mayfair neighborhood of Philadelphia was evacuated on Sunday night due to a device found at a local residence. The incident was first reported just before 4.30 in the afternoon on the 4200 block of Cotman Avenue. Officers responded to the scene for a 911 call regarding a person with a gun. Uh, once police were inside the property, officers say they found a cardboard box with what appeared to be fuses coming out of it. That's when the block was evacuated and bomb squad was notified. Authorities say no further information has been released about the incident or the person involved. Tech giant Apple released another update for iOS just weeks after dropping the landmark 17.1.1. Uh, the 17.1.2 iOS was made available to the public on November 30th and aims to patch two possible security exploits documented in the first version. I'm updating it right now. Yeah, you literally just yeah. pushed the button as I you were saying this story. Okay. <laughs> this update provides important security fixes and it rec- it's recommended for all users, Apple said, in a rollout of the new version. So as all these updates come out, you'll start to notice things. And I noticed things. I was saying to Nick earlier this morning that the simple text edit on my Mac now freezes up as uh, it was yeah. never freezing before it's like oh i love all these little updates i know i know uh, and there's things that are like more difficult now i'm i'm in, i can't search you used to be able to search through your uh text messages they were f- tired of you living on easy street <laughs> well no but you could search through your text messages to find like a chain like if i wanted to find our text chain right now if i said pressed in to casey it it pulls up my text chain with casey not our group te- like it's just hard to to search them uh and i was hoping maybe they'd fix that. Well, you got to realize you have departments full of engineers looking for something to do. I know. They changed something not on the phone, but on the on the MacBook uh, updated uh, operating software, and, and I was going to, I was getting some work done. I was out of town this weekend. <laughs> I was going through a standard process that I normally do to get right. stories ready for you know, prep and all, and they changed <laughs> and like an hour and a half worth worth it. I did just <laughs> gone? Are you kidding? I had to redo it all. It's, oh. it's it's too complex. I don't want to explain it yeah, now. It yeah, has yeah, to okay. do with printer cues and things like that. And I was but just, still, I, was, 
I was very angry. Uh-huh. I was very angry. <laughs> well, the company's urging... That's it. Let's get rid of our computers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the company we don't need them. is urging its uh, consumers to download the update as soon as possible. Apple was expected to release the iOS 17.2 uh, later this month with new features and minor bug fixes, but security issues proved too pressing. Security notes were published to accompany the update, noting two fixes for WebKit, Apple's web br- uh, browser engine. The note states that processing web content may disclose sensitive information and may lead to arbitrary code execution. Uh, the 17.1.2 can be downloaded via the software update function on the iPhone setting app. Uh, no new features are included in the update. Alaska Air on Sunday announced it will buy rival Hawaiian Airlines for $1.9 billion. The acquisition was the culmination of several months of negotiations according to Alaska Air- Airlines CEO Ben Minikuchi. Preston will be the uh, uh, airline equivalent of the McDLT. Oh yeah, uh, oh. Side hot and cool side cool. I love it, will, it. it will include $900 million in Hawaiian airline debt. Uh, this is a fantastic deal that brings two airlines that have amazing loyalties to our region together, said Minakuchi in a news conference, adding that the merger will give customers in both states expanded domestic and international choices. The deal, which is forecast to take between 9 to 18 months, will see both companies keep their brands. A unique decision, Minakuchi and Hawaiian Airlines CEO and President Peter Ingram say that was made out of respect for nearly one for the nearly 100-year legacy of the two airlines and the communities that they serve. I've flown to Alaska Airlines a few times, and it was always really pleasant. It's easy. It's a good airline. I've never flown Hawaiian, but the thing that always comes to mind when thinking about Hawaiian Airlines is the one time where the roof came off of that plane. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, there was a chunk of the fuselage yes. that flew right out. And everybody was okay. Yeah. No, nobody died. Uh, but Everyone uh, got free uh, peanuts. Well, I, uh. I remember the jokes at the time, Steve, were like, well, uh, Hawaiian <laughs> is now introducing their new convertible airline. Sure. You know? yeah, and, but yeah. it landed safely, and everybody was okay, but I just remember seeing video footage that went out of roof on top. Oh, it was a substantial chunk, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah I that flew was Ho- pretty surreal. I yeah. flew Hawaiian Air before, uh, and they just have colorful... Uh yeah, plane. Patterns. The planes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Alaskan has a uh, has a, an Eskimo, right? That's or, right, yeah. yeah. Okay. That looks a little like Bob Marley, which is yeah. what my brother said when I was a kid, and so we call it Bob Marley Airlines. Both states are uniquely reliant upon air travel, Alaskan Airlines said in a news release Sunday. The airline currently serves 19 cities, many of which are not connected by roads. The merger will also, also shape Honolulu into the company's second largest hub, enabling greater international connectivity for uh, West Coast travelers through the Asian Pacific region with one-stop service through Hawaii, according to the news release. Minakuchi, who will become the CEO of both airlines, says it will now allow the nation's fifth largest airline to compete more robustly with United, Delta, Southwest, and American Airlines, which currently own 80% of the domestic market share. That's a deal that's going to make Minakuchi coup. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's for you. (laughs) In sports this morning. The Eagles lost to the San Francisco 49ers 42 to 19 last night at the lake. What the f- is this? Brock Purdy threw for 314 yards and four touchdowns. Debo Samuel scored three touchdowns. And Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts was checked for a concussion in the lopsided defeat. The Eagles are on the road this weekend with a Sunday night game in Dallas against the Cowboys at 820. After a sideline fight about five and a half minutes into the third quarter, the 49ers lost linebacker Dre Greenlaw to an ejection. Dom DeSandro, the Eagles head of security, was also thrown out of the game. Greenlaw lifted Devonta Smith off of his feet and slammed him to the ground in a tackle near the Eagles' 
sideline, which drew a penalty flag for unnecessary roughness. The Eagles' sideline, including DeSandro, immediately started yelling at the officials to throw a flag. Greenlaw then struck, uh, stuck his finger in DeSandro's face, making contact with him. It wasn't a big shot, but the contact was enough to get himself and DeSandro ejected from the game. The Flyers, who beat the Penguins in an overtime shootout in Pittsburgh on Saturday night, are back at home tonight. The two teams will play each other again in South Philly. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And the Sixers, who lost two games in a row to fall to fourth place in the Eastern Conference, are off until Wednesday night when they'll play the Wizards in Washington at 7. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Monday morning, and we reset with some goodies. We have a new Word of the Week prize. Mentioned the Flyers in the Sports Cats. So we have two Flyers Santa sacks that we're going to give away for our Word of the Week prize. And that is a chance for you to end up going to a game and get some autographed uh, merch and some uh, good stuff uh, from our friends at the Flyers. So we'll get the letter at the end of the show today and we'll stretch that through the week and give away the prize on Friday. Uh, and then I'm looking at a stack of other things that need to uh, take a peek at to see what all we have in stores. For awesome. Giveaways for the week go, but uh, yeah, it's all good. And we'll start uh, getting people on board for uh, Christmas Miracle this week. We made that announcement last week. Uh, that is going to be a live show at the Colonial Theater. First time we're actually doing that um, at that location in Phoenixville. And this is going to be on Wednesday, December 20th. So listen up for your chance to get on board. I found that news in the new location has people go, oh, cool. Because yeah. they know it's the Blob Theater. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. So it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get you the details on uh, how you get on board for that uh, as we work through getting the whole thing set up. Yes. So uh, we hope you'll be a part of that. Um, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Entertainment Report is on the way with a stupid question and stuff for you to win. So hang out and we'll get through a Monday together. We'll be right back. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we're going to give away a pair of tickets as the Kimmel Cultural Campus present a very Philly Christmas. And uh, this is going to be on December 15th, Verizon Hall, and our friends the No Name Pops are going to be performing. Oh, awesome. Cast of Broadway singers and dancers uh, that will be a part of this whole thing. So, the question that we pose to you is this, uh, with Matthew Perry uh, passing away recently. Uh, of course, Chandler being his character. Here's the question. The name Chandler literally means what? Hmm. 
215-263. WMMR. Call if you know now. Uh, the name Chandler literally means what? 215-263. WMMR. I'll mention the birthdays today while we wait that, with the call. It is the fourth day of December. Um, from the Beverly Hillbillies, Max Bayer Jr. <laughs> Jethro. Jethro is 86. Is he the last remaining? He's, he is. Remember, everyone else is gone. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, which is wild, but uh, I love Jethro. He's, oh, he yeah. was so effing funny. There, a run of the series. I know you're a fan as well, Preston, yeah. where he wanted to become James Bond. Yes. <laughs> and the double knot howling, time. laughing at that performance. Yeah. You know, he was great. Yep. Uh, so, hot dog. Well, now it's Jethro's 86. Oh, this is the, the ending music. Yeah. They would like to thank you folks. This is when some shows not only had an intro, but they had an outro, too. You never see that anymore. Yeah, no. You know, uh, he produced that movie. Remember that movie, Making County Line? I, I know the, the same, but I don't remember One of those moonshiner, yeah. criminals on the run thing. He produced a number of movies. Okay. Well, uh, happy birthday to Max Baer Jr., who is uh, 86 today. Tyra Banks has her birthday, and it's a big one as Tyra turns 50 years old wow. today. Yeah. So they gave Tyra the heave-ho off of Dancing with the Stars, they right? They did, yeah. yeah. I always liked her, though. She's very likable. I remember when she first surfaced, like when it was like, oh, here's someone what new. What the hell? Yeah. She Super was working model. at a Burger King, I think, when she was approached. Really? Yeah. Gosh, she was a teenager, young teenager, and somebody from a modeling agency, I believe that's the story, said, you could have a future. Well, so she's uh, 50 today. The great Jeff Bridges has his birthday today. Yeah. The dude turns 74 <laughs> years old. You gotta love Jeff Bridges. You do? All of the different versions of Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Right? As the dude. Yeah. Or as, as the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 uh, high water, the trooper. Uh, unbelievable. He's, yeah. you know, the performances are amazing. Yeah. The bad guy in Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Yes, oh. Yeah. Uh, to every, and Tron, of course. Yeah. Tron to Crazy Heart. I mean, like, he's done everything in between that. Uh, but amazing actor. Amazing. He's a guy would love oh. to sit down and chat with. Yeah. Man. So there is a show that he's in called The Old Man. It's a limited series. Yeah. I, I was really, really enjoying it. it. It just wrapped up really weird. Did it? Like, I've like, heard really good things about it. No, no, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying anything bad about yeah. the show, but the way it ended, I was like, I was expecting an entire episode. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah. It, and I felt like it could have been, a, a, I mean, maybe there's going to be another season, but it is really, really solid. Happy 74th birthday to Jeff Bridges. Wink Martindale. Wink! Game show host. Yes, Tic-Tac-Toe was one of his game shows. To be named after a, a physical tick. Yeah. Uh, a tick, yeah. His exactly. sister Queef often mentions... <laughs> The whole process yeah. of naming the family. Wink. Martindale. It's pretty funny. I mean, that's a pretty unique name, or you yeah. would think. But there's a defensive coordinator in the NFL named Wink Martindale. I'm wondering, uh, is that his, what is his first name? Is it his born name, Nick? Do you have that there? Wink. Yeah. Winston Conrad Wink Martindale. Oh, okay. So Winston was changed into Wink. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, but he is 90 years old today. But he's, he's one of the greats. He's in, oh. he's in the Mount Rushmore game show. Sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, we also have Marissa Tomei turning a year older. She's just lovely. Are you sure it's her birthday? <laughs> I'm sure. Positive. <laughs> uh, she is celebrating her 59th birthday today. And she's aged like a fine wine. She won the Oscar for that role. For uh, My, my Cousin Vinny. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. And in The Wrestler, she is tremendous. She's nude. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, in an amazing shape. Yes. She's nude. Uh, yeah. Mona Lisa Vito was her name. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, she's Aunt May. She's hot Aunt May. Yeah. Oh, I love that whole in the Marvel John world. Favreau thing. Oh, man. Yeah. So happy birthday to the very lovely Marissa Tomei, 59 years old today. Um, actress Patricia Wettig, who was on 30-something. She was in City Slickers. She played uh, Billy Crystal's wife in that series of movies. Brothers and Sisters. Yes. yes. Is on yeah. that, too. And she turns uh, 72 years old today. Uh, then we have uh, Southside Johnny. Oh, wow. And the Asbury Jukes, of course. Uh, Southside Johnny. Is this having a party? Yes, sir. I love this song. I just absolutely love this song. This version. You get live people clapping along. This kind of energy sounds like it's in a fairly small room. But yeah, we got to hear a little bit of this. Uh, he's seventy-five years old today. By the way. And uh, Nick had pulled up uh, his Wikipedia account. One of the one of the top. Bits of information there says that John Bon Jovi has acknowledged Southside Johnny as his reason for singing. Wow, that's yeah. pretty wild. I, I met him twice. Oh, really? Super nice guy. Oh, yeah, cool. super By nice the way, guy. There's there's a photo in the hallway here, uh, and I glance at it every now and then because you know Pierre has put up all these fantastic photos in our, in our hallways of the history of WMMR, and there's a shot on South Street where people are on the roofs of buildings. Yeah, they're hanging out windows. There's big signs and stuff, and just a mob scene. And it's shot from the vantage point of the stage, and it's it's a Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes on stage when that's happening. Cool. I just think that's a pretty special photograph. I love taking a look at that every now and then. So, happy birthday, 75th to Johnny. On um, the last birthday, Fred Armisen, SNL and Portlandia, to name a few things. Portlandia was so friggin' funny. He uh, turns uh, 57 today, by the way. Great series, and I think one of his best turns is as the uh, the waiter and anchor man. When the in the uh, jazz club. Oh my god! Yeah, I've forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> so happy fifty seventh to uh, Fred Armisen, and we'll go to the phone see if uh, someone can answer the question. What the name Chandler literally means? What two one five two six three WMMR? It's Adam who's in first gets in. Yo, Adam, how you doing, buddy? Good man. Good morning. Morning. All right. So a Chandler li- literally, what does that mean? It means candle maker or seller. Yeah, candle maker. Oh. Yeah. No idea. That's correct, Adam. Hang on, bud. Let's set you up with an evening of culture. You are headed to the uh, cultural campus, Kimmel Cultural Campus. And it's uh, a very Philly Christmas. Wednesday, December 15th, Verizon All. Enjoy iconic holiday favorites that you will never forget. Featuring the no-name pops, a cast of Broadway singers and dancers, and a conductor renowned for his showmanship and flair. Uh, you can get tickets uh, for performances through December 23rd at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. At the box office, the big movie was Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, 22 million was the take, so that was the number one movie. Followed by Hunger Games, a ballad of songbirds and snakes. Then you had Godzilla minus one. Trolls band together. Wish was fifth. Followed by Napoleon, Animal, The Shift, Silent Night, and Thanksgiving rounding out the top ten.
Uh, we'll start with a story about Felicity Huffman. Felicity. Uh, she has broken her silence regarding the 2019 college admissions scandal that resulted in her spending 11 days in prison. Uh, the Desperate Housewives actor explained why she felt she had to, quote, break the law during an interview on Friday. She said, I felt like I had to give my daughter a chance at a future. Uh, she was speaking about Rick Singer, the college admissions consultant, who, according to Variety, created a system of bribery and fraud in order to help wealthy parents get a leg up on their kids' college admission chances. Uh, she said after a year, he started to say, your daughter is not going to get into any of the colleges that she wants to. Wow. She then agreed to pay Singer to falsify her daughter's SAT scores. She said, I believed him. Uh, she said, and so when he slowly started to present the criminal scheme, it seems like, and I know this seems crazy at the time, but that was my only option to give my daughter a future. And I know in hind- that hindsight is twenty twenty, but it felt like I would be a bad mother if I didn't do it, so I did. Mm. And then it was him who flipped, and he turned on them yeah. and worked with the government to yeah. send them to jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's all so stupid, and, and she has... Listen, they had vast... I think that's what most people reacted to. These people had... They're wealthy, they're stars. They had a lot of pull, you know? You mean to tell me you fell for that that was the only way, you know, that your daughter was going to get in? Whatever. I, you know, I'm not her, but it seems kind of weird. She says she came out prison hard, Preston. Prison Uh, hard. Six days. Yeah, she got that spider web on her elbow and a a prison tear. Thousand yard stare. Oh, my God. You've seen it a million times. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what uh, she says. She's like, look, it's what I thought I needed to do. It's crazy that, like, William H. Macy had nothing to do with any of it. He was like Teflon on this whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. TMZ reports that Michael B. Jordan crashed his Ferrari into a parked Kia in Hollywood. <laughs> this was on Saturday night. Uh, no one was injured in the accident. Take that, Kia. Uh, the LAPD told the outlet that the Black Panther actor did not appear to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol, uh, but police did not perform a field sobriety test on him, uh, so he didn't have to pass it. There you go. But, you know. Yeah. I, I saw, My guess is if, if he showed any signs of, you yeah. know, they, they'd do it. I saw a, a, a picture. I couldn't tell if it was the actual crash or not, but the car looked pretty mangled. It was mangled. Yeah, it was on the, on the, on the passenger side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was pretty ripped up. I saw that same picture. Ow. Okay. Uh, Macaulay Calkin and his on-screen mother in Home Alone, Catherine O'Hara, reunited on Friday during uh, Macaulay's Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony, just in time for the holiday season. Yeah, it, it is perfect. Uh, praising Calkin's acting abilities, the uh, star said, I know you worked really hard. I know you did, but you made acting look like the most natural thing in the world to do. She said, Macaulay, congratulations. You so deserve your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and thank you for including me, your fake mom, who you left, <laughs> who left you at home alone not once but twice to share in this happy occasion. I'm so proud of you. Uh, and according to Entertainment Weekly, uh, the actor teared up during the ceremony and ended his thank you speech. And I love this by saying to wrap things up. And in the spirit of the holiday season, I just want to say. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I love that he's embraced that. I love that he's revisited the whole, acted in that little segment. The the movie, I actually watched the movie all the way through for the first time in 15 years, 20 years. It's a fun movie. But he, as a kid, 
carries yeah. most of that movie. No, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. I've got to believe that at some point in his adult life that he'll go back to that character, that they will that they'll make some kind of a new yeah, version of it where he's well, the parent. Maybe maybe not the whole home alone thing, but you know what I mean? Cool. Some kind of thing. I did a pretty it. nice they pretty uh, pretty nice riff of the Christmas story. They I agree. Peter Billingsley. They, that was kind of a yeah. nice It was sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, I, I think they might be able to pull that type of thing off. I mean they could place. do like a parody of it and just basically make it like a three minute movie where it's like, oh my God, we left him at home and then you're like pop boop 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 and you know with <laughs> yeah. like t- today's technology everything's yeah. taken care of. You know what I'd say though is if you're gonna do it, you gotta do Stallone alone. <laughs> Still- oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god. <laughs> Spend whatever effects Wait, budget you need. Years? The 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 Uncle Buck <laughs> deep fake is just hilarious where he's McCullough. <laughs> Could you imagine a whole movie? It would be so good. <laughs> it would be the best. <laughs> All right, you know what? That's a perfect segue, and uh, I will go right into this. Thousands of people surrounded Sylvester Stallone at the steps made famous in the movie Rocky over the weekend to commemorate the first ever Rocky Day yesterday. It honors the film that not only cemented Stallone's place in Hollywood history, but also put Philadelphia on the silver screen for the whole world to see. December 3rd was the the date uh, that Rocky was released to U.S. audiences. It, it was terrible weather, yet there were still a whole bunch of people out there. It was good yeah. to see that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, as I said before, they, they should really solidify that. Make that a real building. Yeah. Make that museum part of the deal. Why not? Uh, it, the consensus seems to be whether... It, who doesn't like Rocky? Yeah. Who doesn't associate Rocky with Philadelphia? By the way, was he at the game last night? I would think I it would have been a perfect storm of events. He's in town. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't uh, see him at the game, but I did see a kid uh, doing the whole Rocky Balboa speech to Sylvester Stallone. I'm going to see if I can find it for you, President. It was on Barstool Sports. Marissa? Uh, Alicia Vitarelli uh, had a little on uh, steps interview with him, and he said he was not going to the game because last time he went to a game, they lost. Yep. Oh, did you see he was there as well? In other words, he couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah, He had a flight five minutes after the ceremony. Okay, go visit my daughters. Yeah. Did you see who showed up at that as well? Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. So Chevy Chase was there. I guess they're friends. Uh, so he uh, he was accompanied by his family members and and uh, Chevy uh, addressing the crowd. Stallone called those in attendance and the residents of Philadelphia the true heroes. So Chevy was in town because he was doing an appearance. There's a guy who he's got a Christmas vacation house over in New Jersey. Yeah, it was for a charity thing, right? They they did this big. It was awesome. Yeah. And, and he did the Griswold turning on the lights and yeah. they ran. Preston, a la the Griswold house. Yeah. The house is lit up that way. Yeah. And it was awesome. That's excellent. Uh, he they is, come in on the weekend, though. One Stal- day earlier, it could have been. Stallone had said, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and Rockies, too, because we're very close uh, to all of you who, believe it or not, uh, are the real life Rockies because you live your life on your own terms. You try to do the best you can and you keep punching. You inspire me. Believe me, he said. Uh, dozens of people were dressed in their favorite Rocky wardrobes from his dark navy blue fedora, leather jacket, and fingerless gloves to the all-gray sweatsuits that he wore in the iconic scene at the top of the steps. I can't thank you enough, you filthy animals. Uh, <laughs> after finishing his speech to the crowd uh, with Keep Punchin', uh, he cut the ribbon on the newly minted Rocky Shopped gift store uh, next to the Rocky statue. So that's uh, part of why they were doing that whole thing was to open up this uh, event. Yeah, so is we're it, looking. Has anyone seen the swag in that store? Is it? Is it... You know, standard stuff. I have not. Can you? 
All right. I just wonder what they're selling in there. But, you know, is it mostly jerseys and stuff like that? or I have no clue. Crock-pot? Uh, <laughs> it's Rocky crock Rock yeah, Damn it, Rocky Crock-pot. So, Nick, looking at the uh, this kid do the speech, we're watching yeah. the uh, the video of this. Which speech is it? Is it the... Like, that ain't you! That's the, that one? Yes. Ah, from Rocky Balboa. But he has... Steve, he does... That ain't you! I don't know, a minute and a half of it. And and Sylvester Sloan plays along for a little bit, but the kid does the whole damn thing. Yeah. It's really impressive. Uh, I just sent it, I texted you guys if we want to fully audio. Does it get to the awkward point where you're like, all right, this... Is <laughs> that is really... That's That's you, 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 you keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up! Uh-huh. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to do Copland. That is okay. I, I don't need, I got to go. He was really good in Copland. He's excellent. He was, he was, yeah. He was really showing his dramatic... Uh, You're better than that! Chops. You're pretty good. Uh, during a Q&A at the Red Sea International Film Festival in Saudi Arabia on Saturday, Will Smith spoke about the complexity involved in being a famous person. Uh, following the adversities, he said, over the last couple of years, he said that uh, he has been examining his relationship to fame. He said, fame is a unique monster. I've had to be really careful. You can't get excited when everybody is saying good things about you because the more you take when people are saying good things about you, the more hurt you're going to be when people are saying bad things about you. Well, that makes sense. It does. Uh, you can be seduced by fame. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. He's, how is his um, rebuilding his image tour going? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. But he seems to be, I mean, it's listen, I don't think it's going to overall affect him that bad. No, he's, he's good to go. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh is the latest famous person to have a random object thrown at her during a public event. According to Entertainment Tonight, the actor was hit in the... Hit in the face by a flying object while posing with her Dune Part 2 co-stars at a Comic-Con event in Brazil on Sunday. A video of the incident has been circulating on social media. And it was a it was a car transmission. Oh, no. yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, well, that's so, heavy. Yeah, wow. those are heavy. Hard to throw, too. <laughs> like, how do you sneak that in? They figure there's some sort of catapult. Well, yeah. so. well sometimes, like, when you it's just so obvious. Yeah. You just, you know? Right. Yeah. We've seen the video of these people. They walk into a movie theater carrying a ladder. And it's like, right. yeah, well, what that is makes... that about? Yeah. yeah. So uh, this comes after performers such as uh, B.B. Rexa, Harry Styles, uh, Kelsey Ballerini, and others have had similar experiences during concerts this year. So stop throwing stuff, people. <laughs> That's not a good idea. So actor Mark Shepard, who portrays Crowley on uh, Supernatural on the CW, uh, revealed on Instagram that he has survived his sixth heart attack. What? Yeah. Six heart attacks and... They're described as massive heart attacks. Yeah, yeah you see, it showed, oh, wow. uh, there's a photo of himself in a hospital bed. He wrote, you're not going to believe this. Was on my way to an appointment yesterday when I collapsed in my kitchen. Six massive heart attacks later and being brought back from the dead four times. I apparently had a 100% blockage wow. in my LAD. Uh, the widow maker, he said. If not for my wife, and uh, he mentions the hospital, the staff, and everything, I would be, uh, I wouldn't be writing this. My chances of survival were virtually nil. I feel great, and humbled once more. Home tomorrow, he said. I mean, he is like the character uh, Chris Farley plays in, um, like the Super Fans on Saturday Night Live. Right, yeah. this where is he's just, like, oh, hang on a second, he's yeah, having a heart yeah. attack here, coughing yeah. up a pork chop. Yeah, he played this this character, which is this these a sort of a devilish character that you love to hate on Supernatural. Natural, but um, I mean, six yeah. six friggin' heart attacks. Yeah, 
Well, you got to have your cholesterol levels monitored. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you can get that blockage. So, uh, but uh, fortunately, he's he's doing a lot better. Uh, in a recent interview with Elle, uh, America Ferrara commented on how Hollywood considered her curvy body groundbreaking when she starred on Ugly Betty and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants in the early aughts. She said, what's so insane is you go back and you look, and I had this very average-sized body. Uh, she said, and so the idea that people were looking at me and saying, that's curvy, is crazy. Uh, not that I care, but it's like, that's insane that we thought that was so groundbreaking. Uh, the Barbie actor added that it's so ridiculous that she was considered Hollywood's version of imperfect at the time. It's wild. If you look at earlier um, movies and like Marilyn Monroe, yeah. today would probably be considered a. Uh, she's no, not. She's today she'd be considered what? A little goofy. Yeah, curvy. Yeah, but if you look now, I mean, now is, is a whole different story. There, There are like. Plus size models, they focus more. A lot of the ads focus more on them than the stick figures. Right, right. I was watching a movie to, to compare that to. I was watching a movie that, that popped up. I was just surfing around, uh, and it was called uh, Drive Me Crazy. Uh, and it had uh, Sabrina. What's the actress's name? Oh, uh, Melissa Joan Hart. The blonde. Melissa Joan Hart <laughs> and uh, uh, Grenier. Uh, uh, Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier is in it as well. And, like, the entire cast, all the girls, are all super skinny, right, super right, hot. Right. And it was at that time of those, like, you know, Can't Hardly Wait, you know, all those movies. Yeah, yeah. And that was, at that time, yeah, that's what they were casting. Jennifer Love Hewitt and all those really skinny and big boobs and all that. And then, yeah, America Ferrara came along and it was, it kind of broke the mold a little bit. But she looks back and goes, I was just kind of average, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is true. Yeah. All right, this, I'm surprised to see this. Jonathan Taylor Thomas has resurfaced. <laughs> Okay. The home improvement alum, who is now 42, was spotted for the first time in two years earlier this week as he stopped at a convenience store near his Southern California home. Wait, you went out and got snacks? Or Dude, something? this is the, they, this they, is the story. They cover this yeah. extensively. All right. The former 90s heartthrob who rocked a scruffy beard and long hair. out of the thrifty mart where Jimmy Lachevsky <laughs> is just calling Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What does it look like he has? Well, it looks like he has a Zagnut and a small Coke. Uh, and he had uh, longer hair. He wore a black beanie, glasses, light brown sweater, and jeans for the outing. Uh, the picture's taken earlier this week. The Lion King voice actor walked into a convenience store to refill his metal coffee mug. Oh, wow. <laughs> Once he paid I would for, like to refill this, please. Once he paid for his drink, he walked to his car, which was parked right outside. I I'm can't reading this, this is verbatim. happening yeah. right now. Uh, the last time JTT was photographed was more than two years ago when he was spotted going out what is he, big for foot? a walk with his two small dogs in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, but before that, he hadn't been seen in public for eight years. Yeah, long run. So Sorry, that, I think he's he's... Going the, the private way. Oh, big time. Which yeah. is fine. So he opted out of uh, home improvement in 1998 to focus on academics. This is what I didn't know about him, is that he went on to study philosophy and history at Harvard and graduated from Columbia University in 2010, and he also oh. attended St. Andrews University in Scotland. Wow. Yeah. What does he do for a living? Uh, you know he what works at that quickie mark. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he has no regrets about uh, stepping away from the spotlight. Uh, he had said in a People interview, I don't know when this interview was done, it was a while back, but he said, I never took the fame too seriously. Uh, it was a great period in my life, but it doesn't define me. When I look back at that time, I look at it with a wink. I focus on the good moments I had, uh, not that I was on a lot of magazine covers. So he, he got out and, and made a decision to you know leave that behind. It's a good story. His, his uh, TV brother. 
brother not doing so well. Yeah, yeah. He's had uh, some rage issues big time. Uh, Let's see. This was uh, interesting. In a candid revelation, Nick Cannon discussed the considerable financial commitment involving involved in raising his extensive family. The 43-year-old star, father of 12 children, shared that he annually spends a staggering $200,000 on Disneyland visits alone. 200000 on just <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah, a year. Uh, he detailed the frequency of these trips. He often uh, planned to, which are often planned to celebrate birthdays and holidays. He said, every birthday and Christmas, I'm literally at Disneyland at least once a month. Uh, his relationship uh, with Disney has evolved over the years. He reminisced about a time when hosting the park's annual Christmas morning parade from 2009 to 2013. Uh, and that afforded him certain perks, including complimentary tickets. Back then, he only had two children, though. Uh, he said, it's no longer free. And I only had two kids. Uh, the logistics of these Disneyland excursions are not trivial. Besides the entry fees, Cannon mentioned additional expenses such as hiring chaperones and security hotel accommodations, noting the increased complexity and cost compared to earlier times. I get the feeling that Disney has become less accommodating to even the celebrities, like e- e- gaining access. Like even so, they're the parent company of ABC, mm. right? Or the vice versa. Or D- well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, there's 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 less of a, an accommodation than there used to be. Uh, during his interview, Cannon opened up about his perspective on fatherhood, acknowledging the challenges, but emphasizing the joy and fulfillment that it brings him. He expressed a deep sense of responsibility and love for his family, acknowledging the complex dynamics by underscoring the overriding sentiment of love and care. <laughs> Shut up. Would you, do you think... And 200 grand in Disneyland. Do you think you'd like nine more children, Preston? Yeah. yeah. Let's give it a go. Why not? <laughs> All right, one last story, and then we'll move over to the clips. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man will not be returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least according to Kevin Feige. Uh, In an interview with Vanity Fair about the third act of Downey's decades-long career, the president of Marvel Studios addressed the rumors that all the original Avengers would be returning in one form or another in a future MCU phase. Uh, And he said, we are going to keep that moment and not touch that moment again. Talking about Tony's emotional Mm -hmm. ending in uh, Avengers Endgame. He said, we all worked very hard for many years to get to that, and we would never want to magically undo it in any way. So, Robert Downey Jr. won't be involved. One thing you say is never say never, though. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if uh, they would expand to his daughter. His uh, daughter. His daughter picking up the Iron Man. My daughter's? It is possible. Uh, Chris Evans, uh, there, there, there are... Strong indications that he might return as as Captain America no in one or another. But then again, you know, yeah, I love that that original collector was so fast, so fantastic. Oh, they still know. haven't explained what's going on with Captain America. Like the a, 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 with a- Steve Rogers, they're saying he's dead. With Steve Rogers, they've yeah. explained what's going on with Captain America. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Captain America is now Sam. But they're saying he's dead. Is that what you said? So if you go to Spider Man, the the Spider Man after Tony Stark dies, uh, the kids have a, a memorial uh, video that they made in uh, in high school, and Captain America, Steve Rogers, was dead 
in oh, that memorial. God, I don't remember that. There's so much material. Yeah, be, and if you think about it, like, man, they did, really did kill off a lot of people in those last two yeah. Avengers movies. Yeah. But I mean, in, in one of the other Marvel, uh, maybe it was one of the TV shows case, they ended up talking about, is he hiding on the moon? And like, as a sort of a tongue-in-cheek joke, yeah. but there was actually some substance to think that maybe he was. It's, it's Steve Rogers is probably around somewhere, uh, but yeah, Sam is, uh, is Captain America. Okay. All right, we're ready to roll Eclipse. Yeah. Made December tells the story 20 years after their notorious tabloid romance gripped the nation. A married couple buckles under pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. In this clip, actress uh, Natalie Portman talks about what she loved about the script for this movie. Who are we talking about? What here? is this? A married couple buckles under pressure. There's a movie There's a movie on Netflix right now with her, with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. What Julianne Moore plays like a teacher who oh, bangs her student back in the day. Okay. Now they're together. All right, here we go. There's so many brilliant choices and there's so much unspoken conflict and drama in the scenes that sometimes would reveal itself to me while we right. were doing it. Like yeah. I, I would think, oh, this is like a tiny little scene and then we'd start saying it and I was like, oh, there's all these lines that have almost been erased in right. here. Like all of the, everything's between the lines. It's so well written. <laughs> uh, May December is out in theaters now and available to stream on Netflix. Here's the next clip. The Holdovers is a film about a curmudgeon instructor at a New England prep school who remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. In this clip, actor uh, Divine Joy Randolph talks about what she loves about this character that she plays in the film. For me, the biggest thing was it was a woman who got to be real and authentic and in her feelings unapologetically. And for that for a woman and a woman of color we do not see much of that in cinema and television and to have an opportunity to depict that I was like absolutely sign me up for it the holdovers is out in theaters now. By She's the way. really good. She plays the uh, the detective in Only Murders in the Building. Okay, oh. and great actress. Yeah. Excellent. All right, and there you go. That's your entertainment report for this Monday morning, friend. Why don't we take a break and uh, come back and see what kind of trouble we can get into? Yes. And start our work week together. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment or two. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artist of the Month. From Northeast Philadelphia, it's Frankfurt Fittler. Hear him on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brett Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. In case you did not know... Today is National Cookie Day. Mm, yes, yes. Today is National Cookie Day. Uh, December 4th, apparently, is that day. It's another one of these national days. And there's... Uh, we, what? There are, um, I think, probably 
a number of National Cookie Days throughout the year. As we go through these lists, we find out that there are multiple days. There's multiple pancake days. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This we're, is be, like, we're being taken for a ride. Yeah, this what's is up here? all kind of cookies, though, right? I mean, this, this is, is a full generic yeah. cookie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's like National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Now there's National like, Sugar Cookie Day. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right, your this favorite is like cookie. Just cookie in general. I don't know, man. As a kid, you know what I really loved? Sugar cookies. I yeah. was just a fanatic for sugar cookies. But I go in and out of phases. Is my favorite. No, we know your all-time classic is a chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookie, the yeah. Toll House cookie. Yes, to be more specific. But um, I looked at there was a, a series of deals uh, that you can get here and there. The main one that I saw was at Insomnia Cookies, is a, like a way to get a free. Mm. Uh, if you order twelve, you can get a free twelve or something like that. But go if you're a cookie fanatic, go check with your your, your favorite cookie place. Today. Check with your doctor. Yeah, yeah, check with your doctor about cookies. <laughs> um, Ask your doctor about cookies. <laughs> so, in a poll of a thousand U.S. adults, thirty-five percent said that Oreos are their favorite brand. That was the highest ranking. Oreos so are damn good. A big brand of cookie. Yeah. Those are those are the most popular from what I understand. You an Oreo fan? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't like uh, when I see them, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not mommy. <laughs> crazy about jumping in and uh, getting on some Oreos, but uh, I do like them, sure. Absolutely. Uh, and whatever that's, it's supposed to be some sort of cream. It's some sort of chemical in between the cookies. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's a frosting of sorts. Whatever. Um, and then 65% say that they prefer chewy cookies. Yeah. Yes, that's me. Yeah. Uh, 33% of men and women claim to eat cookies a couple of times a week. A um, week? Yeah. Yeah, come on. How many times a day do you going to have a cookie? And, uh, <laughs> I thought you men, were saying a couple times a week was a lot. Men are more likely to eat a cookie more than once a day. There you go. Oddly <laughs> enough, you know, I, I don't. I don't eat cookies a lot, but when I do, uh, around the holidays are when I slide down that that sort of leaving Las Vegas spiral yeah. with the cookies. And uh, so I will get, I have my wife give them to me as a gift on Christmas. Caroline has been taking to just baking cookies. Oh, you, oh man. I, How do you put up with that? I know, right? Let me ask. Is she, uh, is she, has she taken to cleaning up after herself after no. baking cookies? Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my thank God. You. Seriously? It's a god awful mess when you make cookies at it home. It is. My, it is. Yeah. And, and no, Casey. Do they just leave it? Yes. <laughs> my it's son, just... he made brownies two times like in the last like, two, like week and a half. Yeah, that's funny. And both times like he just leaves everything. But here's the deal. You get brownies out of it. I know. Yeah, I, I get know. cookies out of it. Well, you know it's what? Like, eh, eh, Hit them while you're eating the brownies. Case, does he make them from scratch or a no. kit? No. No, out of a box? Out of a box? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever made How do you make brownies, brownies from scratch? It's hard. It's, uh, my mom has, has done it, and then inevitably... She put raisins? <laughs> nope, not the brownies. Okay. Um, but inevitably, Preston, it's just not worth it. Just go get the, uh, yeah, get the, the box. box. Yeah, get yeah, they, they, the box. Yeah, they pretty much it. perfected they it. Scratch, the box is scratch. My, my <laughs> wife makes a Ghirardelli uh, dark chocolate brownies, from, and it's from the box mix, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You just add eggs and frog. I mean... Um, uh, vegetable oil, right? And magic. And magic. Yeah, magic. Yeah. Wait, real quick. Um, I, I feel like I may have asked you guys this before. When making cupcakes, if you make chocolate, if you put chocolate chips in the cupcakes, do you guys know how to make the chocolate chips, uh, like, right, like stay it within the stay cupcake and, and not, and no, I, no, and not just sink to the bottom where everything's at the bottom? I don't bake enough, Kath. I couldn't tell you. Okay, because my, my cousin can do it and he won't give the secrets to anybody. So, so I wasn't sure if there was. What were... kind of prick is that? Well, <laughs> it, it might have to do with the mix 
mixing. Sometimes the how you mix it. If you're if you're using like an electric mixer, sometimes that changes the way yes. the consistency Wait, of it. I, or if you just are folding, a lot of times you have to fold stuff in with a spatula. So remember, I went to the, <laughs> the cookie exchange party and went with no cookies because my cookies sucked and they were all flat. And I was yeah. like, I'm not showing up with these. And I threw them out. I think that's why I I could I went out. I bought new flour. I thought maybe my flour was old. Yeah. Whatever it was, I I remade them. No, they were all flat. I think it was because I was using a mixer and I wasn't just kind of like you know leaning through it. What what Preston said that that the consistency is is really holds sway over it. All right, here's something Connor pulled up, uh, Kath. To keep chocolate chips from sinking in your baked goods, make sure to lightly coat them in flour for better grip and moisture absorption. Okay, so yeah, I knew it was like something so simple. I feel like we why don't you just manually put them in with tweezers? I think we may have asked a uh, a baker that we had on the show before, and I'm pretty. This sounds familiar now. Okay. I am just looking at my Instagram because I, I save so many uh, just cookies, uh, recipes, yeah. recipes, yeah, and then never make them. Right? And they never. Right. I mean, cat. Uh, this is the first <laughs> time I've gone into my little saved folder, like ever. I have never done this. Really, thing. you'll save them and just not go back with oh. always had the intention on yeah, like yeah. you know like Saturday ooh you know what let me go into my safe thing and make <laughs> one this day one day oh, oh, oh my but god the last thing I saved is a three recipe or I'm sorry three ingredient recipe of a cookie um, <laughs> that I think maybe in celebration of National Cookie Day I will make this it's just Cool Whip egg and uh, like cake mix and that's it Huh. That looks I don't pretty like easy. Cool Interesting. What, what kind of cook? What is the cookie? Well, it's whatever you want your cake mix to be. So this particular cake mix uh, was like a strawberry cake of some sort. So you can do it with chocolate cake or mm-hmm. yellow cake. Okay. Any kind of cake, Boston yeah. cream cake. Boston cream cream cake. cake. Ah, I hate yeah. cake. Cake, I don't, I mean cake. <laughs> Kathy is your name. <laughs> Kathy. What? Hey, Kathy. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten so many damn texts saying okay. that all you have to do, coat, coat the chips in flour. That's oh, all you have it. to do, yeah. Okay, thank you. Done and done. I will not that. do that when I'm not baking. Right, yeah. <laughs> and this is your cousin that wouldn't tell you? <laughs> yeah, he made like the perfect cupcakes and they would be floating around in there. And, you know, I knew it was something simple. And he's like, nope, it's my turn. You know what you do? Oh, please. <laughs> she showed not cooking with Kathy Romano. Uh, uh, where you're just sitting on the couch drinking wine and it just stays on you like a fixed camera. <laughs> Ding dong. Yeah. And by the way, people who won't share their cooking tips or or recipes, that's a dick move. Fuck it off. Come on. You know what they are? Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. Sieg Heil. You know, they say that right yeah, to them. Fuhrer. Yeah, Enjoy your cookies, Fuhrer. So 54% of Americans prefer a homemade cookie. Yeah. And 7% have never baked their own. So most people have baked their own. They're homemade out of the box. (laughs) They're just the best. Yeah, Yeah, homemade is good. Yeah, I would agree. So it's National Cookie Day, and you should go out and enjoy that National Cookie Day. Hang on a second here. I think this is already what we know, but uh, hang on. Let me go to uh, Margie. Is it Margie or Margie? It's Margie. Hi, Margie. Good morning. Good morning. What's up? Um, I was going to tell Kathy how to make the chocolate chips not sink to the bottom. You just mix them with some of the dry ingredients and okay. then add them to the wet ingredients. Okay, so if okay. you don't want to use flour, you could just mix it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Brownie right. mix, or you're using a cake mix, just mix, take a tablespoon or two out. Mix it with the chips and then put it in afterwards. Okay, perfect. Exactly. So perfect. tell them that at the bakery you buy them from. Yes. Like, yeah. Listen, do you yeah. guys coat these in flour? Yeah. <laughs> Just following up, I like to do a little quality control. All right, this says Katie. You got to talk about her toffee cookies. Oh, hi, Katie. Good morning. Um, good morning, everyone. Sorry to bother you all at work. No, what's up? 
you guys can't talk about cookies without talking about my toffee cookies you guys get. Did oh, you bring down to the camp out? out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah you bring right. down a quarter of a million toffee cookies. They're they're very good. And I and I and I love you and hate you at the same time because they sit there calling to me in the RV. Yeah. I hear that all the time. And Kathy, I actually had a picture of my clean kitchen, so you knew I had Wait. a clean kitchen in order to keep make my cookies. When oh my you God. dropped those off, there was a yeah. picture with it. No, I had it on my phone. Oh, oh, oh okay, perfect. You had to show me. Kathy That's a so clean great. kitchen. Yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. Oh, Katie, now I'll eat them. <laughs> well, they're all gone now. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. We love you. Love you. All right, we'll see ya. This is cookie season. Oh, my God. More so than any time yeah. of year. And it's so seductive. Because people bring. Yeah. They bring cookies. Cookies. God, I'll never forget. Yeah, I have a cookie memory. Oh. Cookie memories. <laughs> cookie memories. <laughs> it's where we peel back the curtain on Preston's earlier years. How we love cookies. Today's story, Preston meets a cookie. No, I, I showed up. Uh, I came to work at WDRE. Uh, and I come walking in and I have Rochelle made some cookies. So I have a, a plate <laughs> of cookies with a, with a little bit of a plastic wrap over the top. I come walking around the corner <laughs> and into the sales department and the entire staff is there. Some people are sitting on the floor. Oh, man. Some people are sitting in chairs. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm standing there holding my Christmas cookies. And somebody leans in and they go, they just sold the radio station. We're all getting fired. Oh, oh my God. I remember this story. Oh You're ready. God. You're ready to share cookies at the office. I see cookies. I brought in cookies. Oh, Did you my just God. keep hanging on to them? Yeah. I sat down. I'm like... What do I do now? Yes. I just found out my career. I'd only been living. I've been living in Philadelphia for less than a year. And you got to get And, I'm and you moved. And, and I moved here. Oh, my God. Preston, the only thing to make that better is if you had a red elf hat on. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't look at me. Hey, go. And it, was, and it was just like a paper plate. It wasn't yeah. anything special. Oh, no. just, you know. God, I'll never forget that. And people do. You do get the, like, uh, on Friday you came in and Gina's mom had made chocolate chip cookies. And by the time you told me and I walked walked out, it couldn't have been more than 50 seconds. Yeah. Gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. No, I saw them, but I've never seen Gina's mom's kitchen. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you know, Gina's very yeah. uh, I know. clean. Press, you, did, you said this was cookie is season. No, yes. Is, is there a particular kind of cookie that you only eat around this time of year? Absolutely. There is one. And I'm glad you brought it up because I always forget what. And, and I will describe this. It's a, it's like a ball. It looks like a ball. And it's usually, it's a, it's a lighter color, like a, a light tan color mm-hmm. dusted with, um, uh, with powdered sugar. And oh, I, I want to say they're, that. are they cream cheese cookies or sour cream cookies or, uh, well, somebody, sure. pecan snowballs. Those no. aren't, those aren't, uh, those aren't what you, you're, you're kind of, you kind of hit me with like some that. stuff that sounds familiar, but yeah. I don't think it's a pecan ball. But they look like that. And I, yeah, Casey, mm-hmm. around this time of year, for some reason in those cookie arrays, you'll see those. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I love those. It's gone. Casey, what about the um, singular peanut butter flavored cookie with the solo Hershey's oh, yeah. Kiss on top? That's, yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. But I'm that's, down with a, that. that's a this time of year kind of a cookie. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's the only, and I, and I, I love those cookies. Yeah. But I mean, that's the only time of year you eat those. 
Yeah. Uh, you know. Mm, also, yeah. oh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what do you call it, Pizzelles? You too. <laughs> My sister makes a thing called a Buckeye, and that is oh, like yeah. peanut butter and uh, those are good. And graham crackers, like crunched up together and then dipped into a chocolate. Ooh. Uh, those are, I only have those around this time of year. My mom makes butter cookies. Are you guys down with oh, butter cookies? Oh, my mom used to make yeah. butter cookies, too. So, the, the, like, the, the tins of uh, the, the Danish butter cookies? You yeah. Know, when, no, she would make them, not buy them. Yeah. Okay, still, yeah. those are great. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so and I'm, everything, I'm in your, everything in your DNA says, this is not, I have no home here. Yeah. And cut to you finishing up the tin of cookies. <laughs> and then the other thing, because I, I, now, I'm, now I'm having cookie memories. Cookie memories. <laughs> Memories uh, of Casey's cookie experiences. We, uh, <laughs> and when I say we, my mom, I should say, my mom and sister, when they would make their chocolate chip cookies and put them in the tin, they would always put them in with some bread. Oh, my God. We yes. grew up in the same to, house. To feed the okay. mice. <laughs> Not to feed no, the to keep mice. the moisture. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So oh, they wouldn't in, harden. In the tin? In the tin. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kathy, how, how do you know all these old world my cooking things? My mom. Ah. Listen, my mom, she, uh, it's where I get my cooking ability from, but she at least tried. Okay. And remember, don't do anal. Well, that's it, of course. Um, (laughs) I was always told that. Eric, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, those little tan balls that have powdered sugar on them? Yeah. Yeah, they're called Pfeffernoos cookies. Pfeffernoos cookies. Are you sure they're not ricotta cookies? No, that's what Ginny's makes. Dude, those are (laughs) so good. Thank you, Eric, by the way. Uh, yes. He just said, that's it. Steve just had a cookie memory. Ricotta yeah. cookies. Steve had a cookie. Steve's ricotta cookie memory. <laughs> I drove to New Jersey last year. Oh, they were so good. Just to, I went to, so, G, uh, not Gina's, uh, Ginny's yeah. is in the Defford Mall. There was a client of the radio station, and I love them so much that I went over there last year to get them, not only for myself, but for gifts for other people. What was the Man. client? What was the client? That's Ginny's. G- okay. Sensational. Yeah. yeah. Come Send back on and advertise. <laughs> Send yeah. them to us right now. Yeah, right Come now. back on, advertise, uh, and uh, yes, we have to have. Those were delicious. By the those way, how do you, cookies. Hi, Kathy, how do you say uh, ricotta? I say ricotta. You do? I just picked some up in Barcelona. Barcelona. In Nicaragua. Uh, yes, I've forgotten about uh, Rigolt cookies. Oh, my God. Yummy. Yeah. They are. Um, yeah. You, you, <laughs> I tried thing. to make them. Didn't work. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how'd the dough taste? Uh, horrible? Really? Yeah, probably. I, um, you gave up? Do you know uh, what I- I Casey, think I ate them all, but the Oreo balls, the um, the, the, the oh, those were good. Yeah, they were coated in chocolate too, yeah, right? Yeah. Who somebody made them for us? There's who guy, was that? The same guy who made who replicated the um, red lobster. Red person. lobster. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So you take Oreos and then you you you, you process them up. And yeah. So you throw them in a food processor and. You crunch know. them all up. That's yeah, Douglas Ballard. And then there's something that mix you mix in there to bind that stuff yes. together. And then emodium. You dip, dip. not emodium. <laughs> and then you dip that in dark chocolate yeah. and coat it and let that cool. And that's uh wow. I did make right? them, I did yeah. make them a few Sense. times. The the recipe is fairly easy, but there is something I, I think you mix in there with it. You're right, Preston. Yeah, there's what, something to bind it. What cookie can can you can you run the sleeve of? Oh wow. Thin mints easily. Thin mints. Yeah. Run the sleeve. Run Dude, that is a sleeve. great <laughs> That is a great album title. Run the sleeve. Run the sleeve. Oh, I'm Preston, writing that to you with right your now. shirt open on the cover. Run the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> 
the um, the uh, Girl Scout cookies, the, the the peanut butter flavored ones. I can run the sleeve on those. Okay, Girl Scout mint. Um, what else? I can do Fig Newtons. Um, nah, I'm, I'm not that deep into. I, I like them, but I, yeah. but I can't go that deep. You know what I do like too? Or Lorna Dunes? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just a shortbread cookie. Yeah, a little bit of tea. Like, yeah, a little bit of tea. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I you like some tea. I'm right with you. Yeah, that's why my mom likes the chessmen. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes. And you can actually play chess with those. Those yeah. are good. Can you? Uh-huh. That's right. They have actual chess pieces on them. Yeah. Marissa brought in uh, information about the Oreo cookies. We were talking about those. Those are called Oreo truffles. Yeah. And they're made with cream cheese. Yeah. And there's a guy named Doug Ballard that made made them for us. And I just emailed Doug because, Doug, you need to send them. Yeah. He, uh, he discovered the Titanic record. He did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Bob Ballard. Oh, Bob Ballard. Oh. His nephew. Oh. It's not Ballard Biscuits, is it? This guy makes Oreo balls. All right. What, 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 is your, is what does your brother do? He makes Oreo balls. That's his jingle. We spelled it because you're a moron. <laughs> All right, so on the opposite end of what Casey had asked, when and we're talking about this because it's National Cookie Day today, by the way, if you're just tuning in. If you come upon the Christmas cookie array, <clears throat> which one do you avoid? Which one is is last choice? Or you get there and they're the only ones left over and you're like, oh, mm. man. Are they homemade or are they the, the pre-bought like whatever. I don't when like you, anything look, that has mm. a, a a licorice taste to it. <clears throat> but when you see that the the variety of cookies are out there, yeah. some of them have you know like the red sugar crystals on them. Some have the green ones. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there any cookie that you're like, oh man? <laughs> well, if there is, if you have a, a plate of cookies and you put oatmeal raisin next to my chocolate chip, I'm going to okay. get mad at you. Okay, because, because I don't I don't dislike oatmeal raisin. It's a bait and switch. It's the it's the juxtaposition of yeah. the two. They look too similar. Yeah, oh, and yeah. you grab one by accident. Yeah, and then you grab that and you're expecting like, the chocolate oh, chip. Yeah, what the hell's in my mouth? <laughs> I like oatmeal cookies a lot, mm-hmm. but I think those would probably be last in line. Yes. Oh, I agree. Freshly made, really well-made chocolate chip cookies are terrific. When you confuse a raisin for a chocolate chip, though, right. Yeah. Or a, a, a vice versa, and you're expecting a chocolate chip cookie. Uh, you know, I, there's only one place I want my raisins in my and the uh, Nick's mother's meatball. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, so crumble cookies is, uh, I think, uh, it's expensive, but I will go there if they have oatmeal cookies on the menu, and, and they change their menu every single week. It is the their oatmeal cookie, the best. It is a top three cookie of all time for me. Oh, I'm, I'm wow. down. I want to try it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a bold statement. And there are no raisins in it either, and they'll have this like a uh, like a frosting that goes on top of it. And as a matter of fact, right now they have this uh, this lemon cookie that I'm going to try because it looks very similar to what their oatmeal cookie looks like. But, yeah, it is it is damn good. Do you remember there was a while where we were promised, uh, I, I, where is the Nabisco factory even around anymore? No, no it's, it's, it's in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um... Uh, they, but at, uh, there was a point where we were, they were going to bring over freshly made Oreo. Oh. Which I, just, I thought would be kind of cool. I just had a goofy <laughs> thing pop in my head. <laughs> Tear down Nabisco, put up a top, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They tore down the Nabisco and they put up a top, go. La, 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 la. What do you guys think about the... Uh, 
biscotti. Okay. Uh, Glad you brought that up. Right. It's, it's time we talk. Yeah. It's time we get it's, real. It's a, it's a biscotti intervention. It's a bit of, it's a, bit of a, a bait and switch, isn't it, it? Well, no, it's it's a bit of a, um, it's a crap shot, uh, shoot, because you don't know what you're going to get until you bite into that biscotti. Uh-huh. And sometimes... <laughs> Are you talking about the cookie or... Uh-huh. Okay. The biscotti, yeah. Yeah, biscotti. Yeah, In... the, the odd shape. Some call it a biscuit. Well, I call then, it a cookie. Well, because there's biscotti and then there's the biscotti cookie. So I wasn't I'm sure talking about that's... that long, irregular shape okay. thing. Yeah, that it's sold, usually sold at a coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyhow, um, there are times that they are... <laughs> you may as well be eating uh, a, rock. a file. But you aren't know? They like, meant I mean, like, you're... Ah! Yeah, but you aren't can't. they meant to be dipped they in are. your coffee? They are. They are. Yes, yes that's, that's it. I believe so. So biscotti with a coffee and or a cappuccino, excellent. But what are your thoughts I'd about use the, the word lovely? Yes, yeah. a, a yes. lovely little ravioli. What are your thoughts on the biscotti brand cookie? Not mm. not the biscotti. That's, that's a whole I don't know what that other is. deal. Those are really good. Yeah, I like we are talking about cookies. Is biscotti the regular biscotti a cookie? What is that? It, it is. I don't know. I don't. I think it's its own thing. But it's a form of cookie. I yeah. think. But but anyhow, sometimes I bite into them, Nick, and they'll have actually almost like a like Stephen. You would hate it, like a licorice flavor. Yeah, to yeah, it. I do yeah. not yeah. like licorice. Like I think it's yeah. anus, right? A-N-I-S. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's where the poop comes out. That's anus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Walked in the <laughs> But Casey, I I took a flight yesterday, and uh, and I my think, anus. No, and I think the biscotti brand cookie are what uh, you get. Uh, yeah, uh, which are those little cinnamon tasting things? I love those. Yeah, love, 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 love those. I'm not calling it the right thing. Um, yeah, is, not, are you thinking you of John Gotti? Yeah. No, it's like it's like biscotti. No. Uh, oh man, I'm Biscoff. trying. Biscoff. Biscoff. That's it. Oh. That's it. You got yeah. pissed off. Like I'm almost. I'm tempted to ask the people next to me when I'm sitting on a plane. You need you those? God. <laughs> oh, I've, I saw a guy that, that didn't that didn't need them on my flight out there, and I'm like, you son of a, you didn't even offer those to uh, me. Yeah, they just gave them right back to the uh, uh, the flight attendant. I was a little unhappy. I was a little hurt. You gonna eat that meal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna eat my meal. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. I want to go to Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. Good morning. Good I just like Ronnie say. What's up, Ronnie? <laughs> well, I'm just enjoying this conversation that you're having about the cookies, and I'm a big cookie baker at Christmas time, but I'm so enjoying your show. Oh, oh your show. thank you. Is there any cookie in particular, Ronnie, that you uh, you consider your piece de resistance? She killed herself. I think. <laughs> First of all, I'm not going to answer your question. <laughs> it's the last thing she wanted to do is compliment us before she took her own life. <laughs> Ronnie, we can't hear you. Sorry. Uh, but we uh, love you. Hang on. We'll go to uh, Doug. Is this the Doug uh, that makes the oh, cookies? I don't, I don't know. Doug. Yes. <laughs> hang on a second. What's up, Doug? You guys apparently act like a bat signal. I repeat about five text messages. Yeah, so the Oreo truffles. That's what we were talking about. Yes. I, I haven't made those for you in a, in a number of years now, I think. No. Well, but time's a waste. When's the last time you made them at all? Uh, actually, I think it was the last time I brought them to you. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I, I, it's just not been one of those things I've been. I, I make all kinds of other stuff, and I love cooking, and 
baking and doing that stuff, and I haven't made them in a while. I think actually the last time I made them was when I came in and brought them to the studio that one time. Well, Doug, we, right. we are thrilled with your generous offer to make specialized tins for each of us. <laughs> uh, uh, filled with those. No, no, no. But the, the recipe, did we ever get the recipe? It's pretty simple. Give right? us a ballpark of how you make those things. Uh, it's just um, you use a little bit of cream cheese, but uh, you basically uh, mash up a good number of the Oreo cookies mm-hmm. in a blender, and then you add a little bit of cream cheese to it, and then um, I like dark chocolate on the outside. Yeah, man. So I usually use, I usually use dark <laughs> chocolate to uh, to um, coat them with, and then you put them in the fridge. All it's right. So so after that. after you combine the the cream cheese in with the crushed up Oreos, you you form them into ball shapes, and then yep. then you uh, do you dip them or drizzle them with uh, chocolate. I usually dip them. Dip them in there. Do you dip your balls? Yeah, and no, then no. then you put them in the fridge and easy peasy. Yes. Uh, um, the the one thing I usually do also that's not in the recipe is I um, I save some of the uh, Oreo cookie crumble mm-hmm. and I put it into I put it on top of the uh, truffle as well. Yeah, that that's a nice. I'll take a crack at those if you guys want. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. it seems fairly easy, right? Did, and did you mention using a blender though as well, Doug? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, food processor, blender, whatever. Okay, all right. Yeah, all so right. you process the, the cookies at first. So I just have to ballpark the numbers because uh, you know. Uh, Should we have a cookie exchange, guys? <clears throat> we all have, yeah. we all make a cookie yeah. and bring it in. We all yeah. buy, we all buy a cookie. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Take care. We'll see you next week when you bring the cookies by. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Yeah, Just looking forward yeah. to seeing yeah. you next week. It's been far too long. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what day works. And we best. love those decorative tins you're going to pick up and bring them in. <laughs> Well, it is. It's National Cookie Day, so if you uh, if you are so inclined, uh, there are some specials. I think like Subway has like a foot long cookie with a foot long sandwich or something, some kind of special deal today or something like that. I don't oh, that's know. pretty interesting. Hang on, Marissa's jumping on here. I was just reading this the other day. They are rolling out a foot long cookie, um, but not for a few more weeks. But a few test cities are. Uh, getting it. Oh, okay. Philly's what, 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 what do you need to yeah. test? What is it like, Oppenheimer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, they're doing like a footlong cookie and also like a footlong garlic stick and something else. You know, there was an article that that mm-hmm. kind of was relaying to what we've said many times before, Preston. When they when they say, "Oh, we, we made the world largest pizza," and, and really what it is, it's a bunch of pizzas yeah. next to each next other. To each other. No, no, no. no. Uh, what this article focused in on was the actual large versions of the food okay. uh, when they pull off something like a massive yeah. pizza because. You need a, you need, need a to, giant oven. You need to bake it intact. Yeah, yeah, which is impossible at some point. So, all right. Well, anyhow, enjoy National Cookie Day, and uh, hopefully, we got your cookie juices started with our cookie <laughs> memory. Cookie memory. And hold on. Take a break. We'll come back in a second. Share some stories from the bizarre file when we return. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
and her Acme swooping and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I know it's a few months away, but I just want to remind you that uh, there was a save the date for the Cardboard Classic mm. this year. Mm. And uh, it's Friday, March 1st, and we are headed back to Montage Mountain year number two yeah. off of this location. And uh, a bonus besides all of the stuff that happens on Cardboard Classic morning, uh, there's a concert that night, uh, and it is their Mountain Fest Collective Soul is going to be playing. <laughs> it's so great. We're very excited about that. And uh, OAR and the 502s are playing on Saturday. So this, you know, it's a whole weekend that you can set up. And uh, it's a whole other ball game out that way as opposed to where we've done it uh, for many years. There's there's so much more as far as amenities go. And oh, absolutely. I friggin' loved it. I mean, there's, there's a full town. Listen, you know, we had a great time leading up to it. But Montage is a whole other game. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, com slash cardboard classic, uh, for sled and, uh, you know, picks, party picks and all that stuff from years past. If you want to get an idea of what it's all about and keep in mind, it's only, uh, 20 minutes further drive, yeah. drive wise, yep. uh, out to montage. It's just, just a little bit farther, but not that bad at all. All right. Um, just wanted to pass that along. Now we can do the bizarre file. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre Brought to you this morning by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. And if you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. They usually build a sled, don't they? Yes. The Pro Collision guys yeah. do? Yeah. Cardboard Classic. All right. So we're going to start with this. An Orlando man was arrested after he drove a van full of prisoners, inmates, uh, off course and refused to stop while traveling to North Carolina. Um, it's interesting what happened. So on Tuesday, deputies received a call to be on the lookout for an inmate transport van. The caller was the owner of the inmate transport company and reported the driver was off course and refusing to return the van. The prisoners have been kidnapped. The it's Essentially, yeah. this guy ended up being charged with that. Right. So... The driver, Joshua James Pinkett, had four inmates in the locked cargo area of the van. And another employee was traveling in the van with Pinkett, who was texting the transport owner. Pinkett told the owner that he was 
quitting his job in the middle of the trip and refused to stop at the intended destination for the prisoners. Man. Deputies ended up stopping the van. Pinkett was supposed to stop at a location with the inmates, but he refused to go there, so they grabbed him, and he was charged with five counts of felony second-degree kidnapping and felony larceny by an employee. In a way, aren't we all Pinkett on the inside? We are all Pinkett (laughs) on the inside. All right. The family of a North Carolina teenager is suing American Airlines, saying that a flight attendant taped an iPhone to an airplane toilet to record her using the bathroom during a September flight. Lawyers for the 14-year-old and her parents say that American knew or should have known the flight attendant was a danger. Oh, yeah. They say that the failure of other crew members to confiscate the employee's phone allowed him to destroy evidence. American said the flight attendant was withheld from service immediately after the alleged incident and has not worked since. Uh, The girl said that while she was waiting to use the bathroom in the economy section where her family was sitting, the flight attendant told her to use the one in first class. He had entered the bathroom first saying he needed to wash his hands and then he emerged a minute later to tell the girl that the seat was broken and not to worry about it. The girl said after she used the bathroom, she noticed an iPhone that was mostly hidden by red airline tape reading removed from service, but the camera flash was glowing. Could you imagine? She was shocked and scared according to the lawsuit. It immediately occurred to her that someone had put the phone in to film her using the toilet. Uh, She took her own own picture of the device as well. Lawyers for the family suggested the flight attendant remove the phone and erase images of the girl before letting her father see his iPhone. Uh, the family said an FBI agent, agent later told the girl's mother that they did not arrest the man because they couldn't find any incriminating images on his phone. Uh, so the 14-year-old girl is undergoing therapy for trauma. Yeah. Said, you know, so, yeah, that's horrible. A massive marijuana grow operation was found inside a Tennessee church after a weeks-long investigation. The investigation was launched a few weeks ago. Who ate all the Eucharist? When neighbors of the church (laughs) complained about a smell coming from the church. It was originally built as a Methodist church, but was bought and turned into a new place of worship. The sheriff's office launched its investigation and conducted interviews of people who were seen coming and going from the church. They claimed that uh, hemp was being grown there. After conducting interviews, they looked into the property's electric bill. The bill <laughs> came out to about to be about $3,000 a month, along with a high water bill. Uh, the investigation took longer than expected due to the possibility of booby traps being laid for law, law enforcement. Uh, upon uh, executing the search warrant, deputies found that about 2000 plants, both dried and live, were in the church. That's crazy. One person's in custody, but more arrests are expected to be made soon. So, on Palm Sunday case, what did you think? What are the palms made of? Yeah. All right, a Kentucky resident is furious after his inflatable Santa decoration was downed in an apparent drive-by shooting. No! And it wasn't an accidental one. Like, they were shooting Santa on purpose. Donald Nelson had just finished putting up his Christmas decorations outside his family home in Lexington days earlier, including a brand new $200 giant inflatable Father Christmas for the front yard. Call my wife. Her name is Annabelle. (laughs) Yet the family's holiday cheer was suddenly deflated when they found the inflatable flat on the ground one evening with a large hole in it. He and his wife had been uh, sitting on the couch around 8.15 when they heard a small bang outside. Uh, When they went out to investigate, uh, uh, he found that his new Santa was lying on the ground. At first, he thought nothing of it, and he looked at his home security camera and saw what appeared to be the moment the inflatable was shot by someone in a car. 
The camera footage shows the car turning around while the sound of a firearm rings out. Seconds later, the Santa falls back and starts to deflate. On closer inspection, the inflatable was found to have an 18-inch hole in it from the gunshot. Wow. Uh, Luckily, Mr. Nelson said that uh, some friendly neighbors will sew up Santa again so he can return to his position in the front yard. Uh, But he said he fears that the apparent shooting could happen again. Uh, if it does, he hopes neighbors can catch the license plate of the vehicle to track down the culprits. He's gay. They throw a vest on him. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then we will end with this one. A serial shrubbery thief who has been targeting a renowned uh, Orange County nursery has finally been arrested. The suspect was identified as Michael Meek, an Irvine resident. Over the last several months, surveillance cameras at the beloved Newport Beach nursery, Rogers Garden, captured a thief sneaking into the botanical haven at night and making off with thousands of dollars of merchandise, including the shrubberies. My shrubbery. The suspect brazenly took prized bushes, carefully snatched exotic plants, and even made off with an entire bench, leaving the business in disarray. Is there now a competing arboretum in the area? Uh, detectives worked the case and learned that the unidentified Irvine man had a passion for garden decor. Wow. Uh, decorating his backyard with Nick green- nicked greenery from the nursery, including trees, plants, and pots. By the way, that stuff can be very expensive. Yes, it can. You buy be. a full plant? Yes. Uh, in all, investigators recovered an estimated $80,000, $8,000, not $80,000, $8,000 for the property belonging to Rogers Gardens. The man is facing uh, charges of grand theft. No word on the Knights of Knee in this particular <laughs> story. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment and chat with you for a few on this Monday. So hang out with us, all right? Concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. I was helping uh, someone do some decorating this weekend, and of course that involves a lot of lifting, moving, pulling stuff, you know, and and if if you just want to simply get your decorating done, but there's some kind of a pain issue that's holding you back, then I need you to get to Trinity Rehab. Of course, you need to do a lot of other things too, but this time of year, there's a lot of moving around. And if you have tried other places, you haven't tried Trinity because they are different than others. They have special pieces of equipment that most places don't have. And they also don't require a prescription to get started. You can set up a free consultation today at trinity-rehab.com. But of the technology, they have the EPAP machine, which most places don't. And it's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy. It breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, gets rid of your pain. That's what they do. That's what they did for me. Most patients are better in three five-minute sessions. You'll have to find out for yourself. And you'll find them in Newtown, Doylestown, Upper Dublin, Glen Mills. Name a few locations, plus all over New Jersey, Cherry Hill, and Sewell, and Hamilton, and name a few. trinity rehab Rehab.com. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artist of the Month. From Northeast Philadelphia, it's Frankfurt Fittler. Hear him on the air every Wednesday.
Your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thanks, Kath. Uh, there was something that you said you wanted to tell us about. What yeah. was it? So I'm having uh, some work done on my house, and my dad, uh, you know, he's an electrician. He's still doing work. So he's doing, he did some, like, electrical work. And, and uh, the day after, I go into the garage, get ready to leave for work. You know, it's early morning. I hear this beeping sound, and I'm like... What is that? It was like, I don't know, like a high-pitched beeping sound. Like a constant, like beep, 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 uh, beep, It was beep. like beep, 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 yeah. Okay. So I'm like, what the heck is that? So, so I call him, you know, when I get to work, it gets a little bit later, and I know he's awake, and I'm like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure what's going on, but it's, you know, you did the work yesterday, there's got to be something going on. And he's like, what do you think? No, nothing's going to make a beeping sound. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, can you please just go over in the garage and check? Now, mind you, I... I I'm searching the garage for this sound, and I, I can't find it. So I'm like, can you just go over and make sure my house isn't going to, like, blow up from some faulty wire or Was something? Was it like, we, we've talked about this before, when the uh, uh, the smoke alarm is, is chiming to yeah. let you know yeah. that the battery's out, and you can't, can't you don't find, know which yeah, one yeah. it is, and okay, so you're... So it's in the garage. I know it's in the garage, <laughs> but I can't find it and anywhere. He, he initially doesn't, he says, what are you talking about? Like, he doesn't believe you're hearing a sound that you're hearing? No, not that he, oh. he doesn't think it's related to the electrical. Oh, all right, okay. Um, um, and, you know, of course, immediately I'm blaming him because he was there the day before. So it's got to be his fault. It's you. Um, so, he co- so he comes over and we're here. I think we were in a meeting or something like that. And uh, he's searching. He's, he said he was also searching the garage. And now he knows it's not him. It was not electrical at all. But he now hears it. So he's like, I got to find this. Like, so he's searching all over the place. He's digging through my trash cans. Okay. He so and he finds the noise and he, oh, wow. he calls me and he's like, I found it. He's like, I have no idea what this thing is. He's like, I left it outside your garage so you could see it. He goes, it's still beeping. He goes, I have no clue what this thing is. So I go home. It was, I bought a pair of shoes uh, a year ago and I left it. I bought them from uh, like TJ Maxx or Marshalls, one of those. And sometimes when you buy shoes that are a little more expensive from those shoes, they put a sensor on it. And so the sensor was left on the back of the boot. There was like a little lip on the back of the boot and it was there, but I had bought them a year ago. So I was like, I can't go back to the store now and go, hey, by the way, I bought these last year. Can you, you forgot to take the sensor off. So usually a sensor will trigger something at the door when you're on your way out. This had its own little noisemaker on it. Well, no, I mean it was yeah, it was a sensor. I I don't know either either. Yeah, I, usually, I must have not tripped the sound, or maybe it was. I don't know. No, what I'm saying is is usually there's a uh, uh, an indicator that will cause an alarm in the store. In the store, right? I don't know. It's not like well, in a year it'll go off at your home. Yeah. Uh, well, so no, no, when no. You so stole it, didn't, it. No, so it didn't. It didn't go. It didn't go off in my home. That's what I'm saying. It, it was oh. attached to the shoe for a year, right? Yeah. And so I th- I said to myself, I can't go back to the store now and have them take it off. No, but so I cut it off. Yeah. And I guess me cutting it. And when I initially cut it, it didn't make a sound. And I tossed it in the trash can. Yeah. Well, sure enough, the next day, it was beeping. And until the trash came, like a few days later, the thing just kept beeping and beeping and beeping. The point that we're making is usually the... the, 
tracer, the, the little tracker, whatever you want to call it, the little device doesn't normally make noise. Right. It, it triggers right, But I think because I cut noise. it, it started uh, okay. to make noise. But, I mean, searching my garage for this <laughs> so noise. It would seem to me that as you're leaving the store with it, on the package, they usually yeah, but yeah. this happens all the, or disable it. This happens all the time. Really, Man, yeah. I had I had a a leather jacket. I bought it at uh, Wilson's Leather. Yes, uh, four years. I kid you not. Four years somewhere <laughs> in that jacket was sewn into it a sensor. Some okay. sort of sensor, and we would be at. A variety of stores, <laughs> and it didn't matter what. And I'd be walking out, and it, and it would start uh, the the, the beep, alarm beep, would beep, go beep, off. Beep, yeah, beep. Wow. and I'm like, and, and this was years. Right. This kept right. We felt all over. We couldn't find it anywhere in the lining, nowhere on the. And I wasn't getting rid of it because I loved it. Did you end up finding it? No, it eventually just died out. I guess it doesn't censor <laughs> oh, yeah. anymore so for whatever reason, and and it stopped. It stopped trick uh, tripping the. The alarm. So years ago, when I worked years. at the bookstore, they, they would give you these um, strips, very, very thin, almost like um, bookmarky type of things. And the idea was you'd open up the book and stick it in the book somewhere yes. in one of the pages, right? I had to do the same thing right. at Barnes and Noble, yes. Right. Well, they get, I had an extra bag of those. Oh, my <laughs> God. And for a, for a fun practical <laughs> joke, <laughs> you could secrete it in someone's clothes, yeah. and it would. It, but it would set off. But I was surprised at how many places it would set off in addition to the bookstore. Are they universal like those tags? You it, would imagine they wouldn't be because, but they are. And some at least of them, some of them are. Well, and then some of them, Steve, like uh, are, are triggered to explode and have a little bit of dye right. in them. Well, like in, like in banks, you know, but, like, like mean, dye packs, but just like uh, clothes. Clothes, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there are a few where like there's a, a tiny little dye explosion in there, what? and it'll ruin. Yeah. 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 No, in fact, you've seen them, Preston. They're the ones that that look like more like a formidable plastic, you know, like a like a tag, like a long and tag, and it's got sort of a, a bubble at the end. So of the it. intent there, Preston, oh. is if that if you try to tear that thing off, huh? it's going to snap, and the clothes item that you're stealing will be ruined by the ink contained within the, um, I the never security knew tag. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that. But that's wow. probably different than the one that you had in your Wilson's jacket, dude. <laughs> and we, we took it back to the store. <laughs> They and they couldn't, they couldn't find, couldn't it. find it. They couldn't find it anywhere. Somebody who made the jacket played a joke on you and yeah, put it in there somewhere. Man. You know what? And and now when those things, when when the alarm triggers, uh, if for whatever reason you're walking out, I don't even stop anymore. Listen. If well, I pay for my stuff, I just keep going. I'm like, I'm a, nobody's tackling me. I'm just, you know. You saw the footage from the Lululemon, right? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, 50 people carrying out stuff en masse. It's like, does anyone even look anymore? But it's that's like the, car alarms. That's the thing. Sometimes you'll, you know, like I'll turn around. They're like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. But maybe, you know, and then so, I guess something like this, you know, could happen where it's on the, <laughs> on the back of my shoe for a year. If one of those things ends up staying on your clothes for whatever reason, like that they forgot to take it off of the store or whatever, and then you take it home, can you... Can you return it to have it removed? Like, oh yeah, you, had, yeah, yeah. You go. Okay. I mean, if you, the best bet is to have your receipt with you to say, right, "Hey, right, I paid right. for this. You didn't." I take- stole this earlier. We <laughs> had a, a huge <laughs> smash and grab, and I cannot get this thing. <laughs> I forgot what we had or why the security tag was still on there, but it was one of those that. Um, 
Um, it's like a, a, a bar, uh, and then there's a, a button type of thing in it, and they have to stick it in this machine yes, to yes. remove it. Okay. Yes. That's so, one of those. That's, those are often the dye. The little well, this dye one didn't have dye yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. But, but we took that thing home, and it was going to be too much of a pain in the ass to go back. And so I'm like, all right, I'll try it, taking this thing They're off. like impossible. Oh, my God. Did you ever, did you get it off? Yeah, eventually. But it took a lot of work. And, and we didn't have like, you know, like tin snips or anything like that where you could cut through the metal parts. And, and those it was are impossible. Really. Hard. And, and the device that removes it is just you just slide yeah. it and it comes right off. Yeah, pops yeah. off. Some of it have like a magnet on there or something. I don't know. What. Yeah, the one that was on my shoe was kind of like a little box with with like a wire on top of it, and so okay. they like looped it through the shoe. Right. Kathy, I had a jacket that had a sensor on it for a full year. <laughs> so like I I went home, I found it on the jacket, I just put the jacket you know to the side and thought like oh I'll I'll return it I'll return it and then like you said it was past that window where I thought I could say even though it was, it was from a, a store that you love and if you go in the app it shows that you bought it but I still felt weird like 6 months later saying like <laughs> eh, I bought this can you just take it off um so I literally pulled out my tools Preston and took the back end of the hammer yeah. like you're the taking claw. on a nail the claw yeah. and was just doing it I felt like such a criminal yeah, yeah. because I was yeah. like this is what well, that's what, what I thought if do. I went back with it that they were going to be like, oh, yeah, shoot her. Shoot her. Shoot her. A year ago. Um, but you, it was surprisingly how, easy. How embarrassing is me. that when you walk out and the thing goes off? You've paid for it, you know, yeah. but yet you can't help but feel like a, like a felon. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much shopping you guys do, but when it happens, Kath, like you end up with like, and a lot of stores now don't give you bags, so you just have like an armful of stuff. And I'm sitting there with like one item, like putting it through the thing. I'm like, nope, it's not that one. Is it that one? No, nope, oh. not that one. <laughs> Here you go. Is it that one? Because that's happened to me too. Marissa, yeah. there's a text that just came in and said the exact same that you, uh, exact same thing that you just said, which was if you hit it in the hammer in the back, uh, it'll come right off. So that sounds way too easy to remove. Well, I think it's probably like buy store. Maybe some okay. stores invest a little bit more money into the quality of theirs. That it doesn't come off as easy. Man. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Or just go in with 30 people. I was like smacking it. Was, yeah. It was kind of fun. It was Clear fun. the shelves and then run. Uh, so, yeah. So, Kath, they pulled it off and it was still beeping when uh, you threw it in the trash. Just, yeah. Beeping. Couldn't find it in the garage. My poor dad had to go through my trash can. <laughs> Hang on a second here. Uh, Christine has a tip for us. Uh, hi, Christine. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Christine? Hey, so, yeah. So, that's happened to me so many times. And you can just, I Googled it. And there's so many things on YouTube on how you can just take, uh, like, a a steak knife and you saw off the part of it and so you just keep sawing it and eventually it'll come out and then the ball bearings will pop out and then you can pull it right off at home and it takes about three minutes. So there's there, there are some quick how-to videos on saw YouTube. Saw it off, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. My thing is that you, obviously they have it that way so that you don't damage the garment trying to remove it. And if you're sawing away at something on top of the garment, uh-huh. unless it, it's something you don't really care about. I don't know. Let me go to Steve next. I, Steve, you're on the air. Good morning, buddy. Morning, 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 crew. How's it going? Good, buddy. How you doing? All right. This just uh, brought up an interesting topic. We just came back from Disney World. So my wife bought a sweatshirt in Animal Kingdom that had the sensor on it, and it never went off when we walked out of the store, and we didn't realize it till the night before we were packing to come home. So this started a huge debate. I always check my clothing and stuff that I buy for sensors before you leave the store. And she said I was crazy that no one ever checks for sensors. It should be the store's responsibility. Yeah. 
So now we got a sweatshirt that we can't use. Yeah. So if you walk in and out of a place, it'll it'll set it off. Yeah, but this time it never went off at Animal Kingdom, the shop we were in. It's so weird. Never we're, went off. We are literally watching, Steve, uh, some videos Nick pulled up uh, per our last call on YouTube on how to remove that. So it should be no problem for you. Just do a quick search and see what you can find out. There are some. Thank you for the call, by the way. There are some where uh, Fork is the optimum really? tool to yeah. use. Huh. And Stephen, in these tutorials, it's every type of those tags. It's the oh, one that, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ah. yeah two forks uh, seems to be a popular uh, uh, use, Nick. Right? Yeah. And, and then it, there's the steak knife one. The steak knife, yeah, <laughs> rubbing it back and forth. But Steve, it's got the ones with the die in it. It's got the magnet ones. Does it have the book security strips? Uh, does not yeah, have the Barnes yeah. & Noble special or the uh, B. Dalton? <laughs> All right, let me go. Hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Chris. Chris, morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, buddy, what's up? So when I was a teenager and stupid, um, yeah. I went and got a new pair of uh, Puma white soccer cleats. Okay. Um, I left the store. Nothing beeped. I went to go put them on, and I was like, oh, my God, the sensor. I take the sensor off. Blue ink everywhere, all oh. over my sneaks, all over my cleats. So when I it... When it discharges, um, uh, Chris, does it discharge in like a mist, or did it squirt out, or what? What like, what happened? Like squirt out like like it just. Oh like wow! An egg, oh, no. Like an egg hit the wall, and I'm like, <laughs> so, so I played a game. I'm playing soccer, and a referee's like, "What you do? Steal this?" <laughs> 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 yeah, you guys got listen. Remember back in the, back a while ago, you guys were talking about the names like. Uh, I forget what it was about, like, email addresses, like, M something or whatever. Right. So I work for a company. I'm not going to say who I work for, but I talked to this guy. His name is Home, right? So I'm like, all right, I didn't think anything of it. Then he had to send an email to me. His name is Hung Dung. Oh, okay. This Hung has nothing Dung? to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> I just want to add this in as a little bonus story. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Thanks, that, that's Chris. A, uh, it's security, it, too. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Hung Maybe Dung. he was a security guard. <laughs> He's a security guard. He's a security guard. Hung Dung. Yeah. Uh, I will go to Amanda on the phone. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, nah, we want to know. What's up, Amanda? So my mother-in-law, she's uh, Costa Rican. She only speaks Spanish. She went to an auction with one of my sister-in-laws, bought a bag of bathing suits. Uh-huh. <laughs> and me and my husband went over to visit her. And she's showing me all these. She's like, take some bathing suits with you. <laughs> Couldn't even take half of them because all of them had the, the uh, sensor on them still. So they were all shoplifted. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, but she was going crazy as well. She's like, it's something beeping. We don't know. She doesn't. She didn't know what it was. She was explaining it to my husband. She's like, I hear it at night and I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I love the notion of buying bathing suits by the bag. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I still, I'm still. Look, I was like, I was like, to my husband, like, I don't know if she knows this, but half of them have street tags on them. I don't think anybody can wear these. And so, and like Kathy's, they they were the ones that make the noise. It's hilarious when you have it. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. All right, thank you, Amanda. I appreciate it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And what are you going to do? You can't unless you if you don't remove it, you can't walk around. Right. It sort of screams theft, even if it wasn't you. What does all right? So when you're walking through the doors, they have those little yeah, like a little corral and yeah. What's in those? Because usually, like when I go go shopping, I have uh, I have uh, uh, earbuds in, and so but when I walk through that corral, it affects. So it's some sort of electromagnetic 
scanner. Right. And, and the, the sound is always the same in, in the department. Store. Bam, bam, I'm going to guess bam. It's, it's similar technology to a metal detector. It's a cheap MRI. Oh, it's a cheap MRI. <laughs> uh, so, so you hear a noticeable difference? In yeah, the, the sound, sound like? It, it'll just cut out. It'll basically oh. just cut out okay. when, I, when I walk You're through. You're a thief. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's some kind of RF, some kind of radio frequency. Uh, I have Adam, worked in retail, has some tips. Hey, Adam, good morning. Good morning, Ed. How we doing? Good morning to see you, buddy. What's up? So, yeah, worked in retail for quite a long time. There are a number of different tags. You have your screamers, you have your ink tags, your RFIDs. All you need is a strong magnet. Had someone come in to attempt to shoplift. They left their strong magnet. I took it home with me. Anytime someone leaves a tag on, all you need is put the magnet on the back. Tag pops off. No stress. Just some damage. You just a strong, a regular strong magnet will have it pop yep. right off. Yes, sir. Adam, wow. What is RFID? You said that. I don't know what that means. The radio frequency identification. Okay. All right. That's then that maybe, is. Casey, that's what it is. That's going to be it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for the tip, Adam. Appreciate it, buddy. I used, have, yep. yeah, I used to have. I used to have a toy as a kid. It was monster magnet. Do you remember this thing, Preston? It, it looked like a like a monster. Its arms were down, and at the end of both arms was were huge magnets. No, and you could use it to like pick things, pick up, things and, up. I can pick things up. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, you realized, what is that about? Do you guys ever shoplift anything? Of course. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like what? Oh my god. Um... Uh, Halloween masks, uh, hats, um, probably clothes, oh. never a car. Yeah, as a I was kid, a, I hope. Yeah, as a kid, and then yesterday. <laughs> yeah. um, and one time last yeah. week. <laughs> you little but, klepto. Yeah, I remember going, uh, I mean, in eighth grade, it was especially bad, but I remember walking into a store and just seeing how I, how I could get away with it, and I threw this, it was around Halloween, and it was a bat hat, <laughs> and so it was like basically like a beanie with like giant like bat wings on it, and I put it on, and I, I need walked, this for prom, and I walked right out of the store with it. Really? Yeah. So you just put it on and walked out? Just blatantly, just put it on wow. and walked right out. Yeah. How okay. old were you? Uh, at eighth grade, I said. Okay, all right. Yeah. My mom basically said we were going to go to hell and the devil was going to burn us if we it's a commandment. stole anything. It's, so right, it's right there in the directions. We, yeah, uh, yeah I, I was never, I, I didn't do that. I remember being with a friend of mine who was doing it and I like, I didn't know. My mom was always like, you can't hang out with those people because if they get caught, you know, you're going to be looped in. So I was always so nervous. One time I walked out of Target with the case of water underneath and I was like, oh my God, I have to go back in. I remember so <laughs> Kathy the same thing I never I never shoplifted like that I never yeah. you know like if if there was a loose marble on the floor or something I, maybe I'd pick that up no. but 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 I would never shoplift a um you know anything and uh Models before Models was more sports associated it was just more like a department store and um so growing up where we grew up uh the kids in my school had formed a collective called Models Hawkers World where they would go in oh. that was their term for shoplifting oh no and so they were a, they would they were constantly shoplifting models but i remember it's like oh my god, oh my god. it's like, it's like they're, they're like they're like dillinger you know they're just the hard criminals in my mind but they were doing it constantly the most often pilfered um cds okay um, you know stuff like that yeah. it's been like i don't think i've uh shoplifted as like a uh an like, an, like an adult, I think probably in high school, maybe I did a, a couple of things. I know a friend of mine used to work uh, at Gold Medal Sporting Goods, and what he what he used to do when he worked there, he would. 
take a whole bunch of merchandise, throw it away, and then if, if, when everything closed, he would go to the Why? dumpster and yeah. take the bag of stuff, and then he would sell that at a steep discount. He to was his friends. He, he was working there, yeah. so it was an inside. That, that mm-hmm. happens a lot, yeah. and so a lot of the the theft services or the security services have to look for um, you know inside employees doing that. I do know an adult that will shoplift um, and not not anything significant, but just like little things at, like you know, especially at, at the self-checkout but I mean, like, does it on purpose and no has actually, yeah, voiced it to me and told me about it. You and remember I'm like, Winona Ryder? Yeah. Winona yes. Ryder, had, and, and there was some sort That's of right. psychological thing. Yeah. She would go in and enjoyed shoplifting. Yeah. You know, I had a, um, uh, I had some work done at my house. This is years ago. So the, uh, the, uh, the first house that we bought. And so I had to go to the, uh, hardware store with the guy who was doing work at my house. And I didn't know this until later on, but he stole stuff. And basically what he did is he just basically whatever he was trying to steal, he sandwiched in between other things. Right. So there was like a door, right? And so I don't like understand. Un- I'm underneath the door, he hid other things that he stole. Gotcha. Right. And and so that they would overlook it mm-hmm. at checkout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. man. I the only things that I uh, into adulthood that I lifted. I guess this technically wouldn't be considered shoplifting because I consider shoplifting stealing things that are for sale. Okay, but. I, like at a restaurant, maybe taking like I don't know a, so a, like a plate or a plate? You know, not a plate. Those but, are free, Preston. Like, yeah, right. You're allowed. You know what I'm saying? You've already bought the meal. So like it's a, not shoplifting. Like dude. I took like a, it's just a, stealing. Like a mug one time. I took a, a pint glass. You know things. And like a lot that. of times yeah. they anticipate. Listen, it's not that you should do it, but a lot of times they anticipate, especially if it's a place that's known for like, oh, I'm going to get a shot glass from this place or whatever. Right. So that they'll kind of work that in. <laughs> it's is there a delineation if you use a gun? And take hostages. Is that shoplifting? <laughs> no, only if you take okay. something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the bigger crime here? <laughs> uh, when we were teenagers, we all worked either in retail or in restaurants, and it was like a theft ring. And it, and it was, I guess, the way sort of we justified it was. Um, I'm not like, getting. I'm not getting paid enough. Or, or kind of. Yeah. And Steve, like it was. You know, I worked at McDonald's all throughout <laughs> high school, and my friends. Most of the time, did not pay for full meals. You know, they'd come in and get a kid-sized Coke and, uh, right. you know, three cheeseburgers. But I remember that that kind of invasive thought that the moment it would happen, it's like, I'm taking this. Yeah. And it'd be, uh, yeah. stick it what into you, the bag. What do you think? Where did that come from? Yeah. You know, I'm taking this. I want that. <laughs> this is mine now. I When I worked that. at Dunkin' Donuts, they, they, in, they, they, they would steal, a lot of the employees would steal full bags of their coffee. And you okay. know, you know how expensive, expensive. that is. Yeah. And I mean, that was something. I'm like, man, I, I would take, a, I would take a donut here or there. Or the, when the donuts would go, um, you know, like five or six hours or four hours, I think yeah. they, they had to throw them out. And then so they're I'd, free. I'd take them. In the early days of of radio, uh, my radio career, not the early days of radio, like you yeah. know, in the early. Yeah. <laughs> it was an early time of broadcasting. Here's Preston shaking the hands of one of the earliest broadcasters, Tesla. Congratulating him on a job well done. In What's my- that in his pocket? It's a salt shaker. <laughs> in my early days of radio, uh, and when I was, uh, I think it was an intern, maybe I would lift from the uh, the promotion closet. Prize really, closet? Oh, yeah. prize closet? Yeah, Dude, it was, I, it was I, like. Uh, Candy shop of cassettes and CDs and all hell right. yeah! All right, you want to talk about that? I took that thing that that kicking in 
you know Ron Mori, obviously, who owned a DRE, mm-hmm. uh, and they they fired a whole bunch of people out. Uh, they did a big house cleaning, and I was do- I brought in a lot of my own stuff for the production. I was doing commercial production and comedy bits for the yeah. radio station for WDRE in New York, and so I, 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 he's right next to me, and I have a mail bin. I'm just going to get my stuff from the, <laughs> and I'm pulling out their stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I'm putting it, and and it was a big, it was wrong, but it was sort of my fu. Yeah, for for what. You know what went down. I'm so taking this. I freely admit it. And there was just something sort of comically wonderful about robbing the company in front of the owner. Hey, and I'm going to go to Melissa, who worked um, in retail in a feeling retail theft department. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? So I did retail loss prevention for 30 years. Wow. I started out at the Wanamaker Building in um, Philadelphia. Okay. And. The people that used to come in there were so blatant, and some of the stories I could tell you, I could be here all day, but uh, one that stands out is in Northeast Philly in the Watermaker store at Cotman in the Boulevard, we used to have automatic doors we could lock from in the office, and we used to get uh, what we called door hits. So they would come in and grab everything they could off the racks and go out the doors. Well, the one time we saw them come in, we locked them in the vestibule. <laughs> These guys are going crazy inside the doors, <laughs> picking up the uh, trash cans and trying to break through the doors until the cops came. Hey, how'd you see them coming? How, how did you know that they were going to do what they were going to do? Well, I was actually on my lunch break, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting on in front of the cameras, I'm sitting there eating, and you can see there's just a known quality when they come in. You know that's what they're going to do. There's four or five of them. Yeah. Come in right away, go right for the doors, or right for the good stuff. Like, we used to, retailers are idiots. They keep the good stuff right at the doors. Tommy Hilfiger, Polo, that was big back in the day. The leather coats, all right by the doors. So they would take everything off the racks and just go. And we had a little bit of time before they got to the outside door, so it really benefited. It was it was hilarious. So, Melissa, to your point about the crews and the way they, they operate, I was watching this footage of these guys, this, this crew that has been hitting, apparently, Ulta Cosmetics. And so they, they oh. go, and, and they showed, they were showing the footage, and they broke the same way once they got into the store. Yeah, they, they got had it down. Yeah, their yep. perimeter they guys keeping an eye out. And uh, yep. so the practice ones, uh, it's pretty wild. Hey, by the way, Melissa, somebody texting in. I'm not sure if this uh, jives what you experienced. It says, not sure if anybody cares, but the stats for theft in retail companies is only 10% customers. 90% theft is internal. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and did you guys catch a lot of, uh, of in-house retail theft? Absolutely. Um, I mean, back in the 90s when I started, there wasn't the, the good technology we had today. Um, I actually just recently got out of it when COVID hit, but we had one. I worked for another department store that I'm not going to say, but in um, Hamilton, New Jersey, I caught a actual manager stealing thousands of dollars from the safe. Oh. For, and I, it was ridiculous. Just wow. taking cash, going into the safe and just taking cash right out of it. Straight up robbery. Yes. Well, there's no sign that says don't take it. <laughs> was I not supposed to do that? Is that wrong? Uh, we forgot to put that up that day. <laughs> no, that, well, wow. so I remember. Uh, Thank work, you, Melissa. Appreciate it. I was at work Thank one afternoon. Have, have a good one, Melissa. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Preston, the police came. 
and they they went to the um, the woman working the cash register, and they took her out in handcuffs. And she had been she worked up some sort of system where she was selling gift certificates, but. Like kicking herself back oh. for each one that she sold. It was like yeah. Roadhouse, you know, right. uh-huh. <laughs> the bartender. Right. Yeah. And so, but man, she had she had clipped a lot of loot. All right, so I, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but this is a couple weeks ago. I saw somebody steal something, oh. um, and it and it's stupid. It's like. Why are you stealing that? I I, I do not understand. If you weren't my wife. No. So listen to this. <laughs> I was at uh, I was at a golf course. I was on the uh, the putting practice green. Okay. And so when you're when you're on these putting greens, they have these uh, little flags, right? That you can uh, you know aim at, and some of them are are in a, in a cup, and others just stick straight into the turf, and and it's just a. Um, a target for you to aim for. And so there's a few people out on the putting room or putting. I'm doing the same thing. And I look and I see this guy and he pulls the, these are the type that just stick directly into the turf. Yeah. And I see him pull the flag up. All right. And then I see him wiping dirt off of the bottom of it. And I'm like, well, I wonder why these guys doing that. That's weird. So I'm kind of like watching him with one eye because everybody's kind of doing their own business, practicing and everything. And the guy kind of turns away with his back to me. And then I see him pull on his his pants waistband. Oh, really? He was wearing sweats. He takes it and shoves it oh, down in oh the leg gosh. and then pulls the, the coat around like this <gasps> and then he starts kind of stiff leg walking away. And I'm like, so I'm, I wasn't going to go over and confront the guy because it's I, I don't own this golf course. Right. I'm not going to get myself into some kind of confrontation with some guy who might, you know, wig out and do something weird on me. So... I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to not look right at him, but I'm watching peripherally. He's under it, surveillance, and he starts making his way to the the parking lot. So I go inside the pro shop, and I'm saying, uh, "Just let you guys know, I saw this really weird thing." Like they kind of didn't even believe me when I was telling because uh-huh. why would somebody why do is, that? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. the intent? But they're, they're like two and a half feet long, yeah. something like that, and they're made of metal. And the guy shoved it down in his pant leg. Is it and a headed prestigious out. course? No, it's just a public course. Okay. And the guy that's why the guy was wearing sweats, you know, I mean, See? Uh, I guess it's up to and, me. Yeah, was it yeah. like a it wasn't a uh wasn't like a um it wasn't like Marion where they had those little yeah, the basket. basket which I would totally steal one of those. Totally. <laughs> uh, and I went in and I told the manager he didn't quite understand what was going on and he tr- tried to go out in the parking lot and find the guy and the dude was already gone. You should have tackled him. But ripped off your sunglasses and said a hole in one. A hole <laughs> in one. Uh, but I was, I, I'm like, why would you, what, and, and it maybe it was. Well, do people use those at home? No, no you have to have a green right. at home to use that. <laughs> like, what yeah. the So I, I'm assuming maybe he's just one of those type of people that. Yeah. Gets a kick out of stealing. It's got to be, and, and to that, to the Winona right. Even she said, and if people aren't familiar, obviously, a actress of means, yeah. going in and stealing clothing. There is an exhilaration it, yeah. that occurs. There's a psychological, psychological thing, thing that risk. Yeah, you know, and, it's like uh, Marie from uh, Breaking Bad. She she had a that that same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but purple stuff, right? Was it always uh, purple stuff? No, and Sunny she, D. She always had something purple on. But okay. No, it wasn't always purple stuff. But uh, no, because she she had the the baby tiara that yeah, she stole that's that right. Skylar almost got arrested for trying to return. I uh, when I was a kid, I told you guys about this one time, and I don't know why. I just I just it was just a thrill of taking something. My parents and I was only in like you know first grade or something like that. We were at a sporting goods store, and it was in the fishing section, and I grabbed a... 
um, a fishing lure. Yes. And it was one of those that had several hooks on it. And I put it in between my, uh, I put it inside my coat jacket. Oh, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. It, and it hooked my shirt. And then it hooked my coat. <laughs> and I was stuck with you that. And I stayed home. <laughs> my parents were like, why don't you want to take your coat off? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, 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 I'm okay. It was the winter time. And uh, eventually I had to fess up because they had to come and cut it off. And they made me go back to the store. And oh, like, oh, so they, oh, they yeah. did the oh, full yeah, you, yeah, yeah, embarrass you and all oh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. were uh, out to dinner two summers ago at Congress Hall, and I believe we were at the Blue Pig. Yes. Is that what, okay. Yeah. And uh, they have really nice uh, napkins. And so uh, the talk was we're we were gonna well they they were nice and they were they matched the same decor as our friend's house. It's like a <laughs> like a teal, you know, like a blue teal. Uh, but anyway, that was their first mistake. I went to the manager and I said, "Hey, listen, can we take these because we're about to steal them?" Yeah. <laughs> and they let us take them. I'm gonna give you a choice. Yeah. 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 yeah, can we take these or burn the place down? Wow. Okay, hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Mike and get his call. Hey, Mike. Morning, bud. Hey, hey guys. Sorry. Hi, Mike. What's oh, up, okay. man? Uh, so about 10, 15 years ago, I was working in a mall, and uh, when the J.C. Penny would open, I would kind of mosey on over there, and I, I always had loved the idea of like being able to sneak into places, or, or so I would. I would go by and <clears throat> pick up a new watch every day that I was working in the mall. And then the next day I worked, I would go and return that watch and see if they noticed. Like, I, it, was a, it was a twofer. So what would you get? <laughs> Store credit? No, 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 no. I don't mean, like, return it, like, over the seat. I mean, like, sneak oh. it back into the thing so that, like, when they did the count, the watch was suddenly back. Oh, so, oh. okay. So you would wow. you would take it out and then put it back to see if they... No, and, and that That's is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I always thought, like, the best job would be, like, breaking into banks, not to steal the money, but just to beat the security. To test the like, system. Hey guys, I got this. Here you go. I got it all. And you you, you know what? Back. Here's what you do, Mike. Break into a bank and then tell them you were just testing the system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I figured that would go real well. <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks. Can't see any possible doubt. No yeah. problem there. Thanks, bud. By the way, Casey, a couple of texts coming in here. This one says, uh, Casey, I have two blue pig napkins. <laughs> ah, yeah. And then a text right after that says, I also have stolen the blue pig napkin. And then this one. <laughs> and that one says, I thought, <laughs> the text says, I thought I've never taken anything. And then Casey said the blue pig. And I was like, oh, wait, I did that too. <laughs> <gasps> they also have ramekins. I think we, we um, I can't say we because I didn't steal anything. Uh, I asked about the napkins, but the people I was with stole the ramekins. Really? Mm-hmm. He they must know that at the Blue Pig. Like, if this many people are texting in. They sell them. I think that yeah. the napkins, they sell them at the... Uh, I got to see pictures of these They must be amazing. Blue Pig napkins yeah. now. <laughs> All right, if you're confessing that, then I have to admit that uh, I was off the coast of Somalia one time and me and some buddies <laughs> stole an oil tank. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my God. That reminds me of a movie yes. I yeah. saw one time. Oh, and I quoted it, too, and everyone <laughs> chuckled. Yeah. I'm the captain now. Uh- <laughs> And everybody chuckled. And you know what? The, and they, they oh. the captain had a blue pig uh, napkin. napkin tucked in. All right, we're look, we found a picture of the blue kid. Are they glorious? Napkins. They're cute. They're yeah. nice. They have a pig on them, right, Case? No, no, no. That's a place setting. The napkin, I believe, is uh, it's just right above it. That's a yeah. napkin. Yeah, 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 there's a pig on. Oh, I can't see that. Well, yeah. that is a pig. Yeah. <laughs> in his ear. That is a pig. He just yelled that right. <laughs> in sorry, 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 sorry. He's <laughs> leaning over me. I didn't realize. Oh, that, that is a pig. That is a pig. I mean, for what it's worth, the Congress Hall is great. They should just send us some napkins. <laughs>
maybe pick up those Oreo balls. On yeah. The yeah. Uh, listen, uh, I've heard nothing but great stuff about it. I have to go try it. Mm. They got great napkins. And they have cats. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not like. I'm not served. They're wild well, yeah, cats. Yeah. How do you like your cat? Uh-huh. Wait, what do you mean you have wild cats? They're like, so you ever go to like the Caribbean and you're eating on the beach in the Caribbean? Feral cats. Feral cats. I was thinking. Wild cats. Not, not a wild cat. It's like a bobcat. They have like With, dog cats. This is moisture. <laughs> cats. And, uh, actually, in the in the cat skills, no correlation, but when you'd go to the uh, like dirty dancing type yeah. uh, lodges and yeah. the restaurants, they would have cats walking around to get rid of the vermin. I believe it. A bunch of people are saying that they will take like cutlery, like uh, the knives from Lone Star or from steakhouses. Lone Star. Because uh, <laughs> they have good um, <laughs> steak knives that you can just... Um, yeah. 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 yeah, Texas Roadhouse has, has, good, uh, has yeah. good steak knives, good thick steak knives. Do you remember we got... Um, what is the restaurant? Capital Cap- Grill. Capital, Capital Grill. Grill. We got Capital Grill. Yeah, we talked about that just yeah. recently. Uh, what did we get them for? Somebody uh, like gifted them? Came or? out for hunger. The manager. Oh yeah. Them to us. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, I think we're going to wrap things up. But Kathy, I'm glad you found the source of your beeping, and that was indeed a sensor from a store. Yep. Stuck on a pair of shoes that I didn't steal. I, I purchased them <laughs> from a year uh, earlier. Do you believe that your father might have planted that there to cover his bad electric work? I know. I got to come up with something. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment or two. So hang out for a spell. You're invited. We'll be right back. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Just to follow up on our last conversation, somebody texted in and said, uh, someone's actually selling the blue pig napkins on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so if you were so inclined and you don't want to steal, sure, yeah, uh, buy some that were stolen. How about that? Um, uh, you guys ready for totally presbo? Oh yeah, yeah. totally presbo. These are stories that I stumbled across. Uh, so we're getting towards uh, the end of the year, and that means uh, you're in list and things like that are popping up. I actually like them. I, 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 I do, too. I these. love this time of year, and it's not for the holidays. It's for the end of the year list. Yeah, so. This is such a crock of shit. <laughs> Uh, The Merriam-Webster Dictionary has released a word of the year, and so is the Oxford Dictionary. They they have separate words of the year, so uh, I figured these would be kind of interesting to take a peek at. Um, So among the most looked-up words in the dictionary's 500,000 entries, the word that was selected for 2023? Mm. Authentic. Yes. Ah. Mm. This was uh, the year that uh, ChatGPT disrupted academic integrity and AI drove Hollywood actors and writers to the picket lines. But a word that people looked up quite a bit was authentic. So that was Miriam Webster? That is correct. And then what is Oxford's? Oxford, you want me to jump right over that? Yeah, just I'm curious. All right, so Oxford's... I can guess. Okay, go ahead. Turd Huffer? No. No, what does it, what does it begin with? What letter? R. Mm. Recalcitrant. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no. Which is the residue around a duck's anus. But I will tell you... It is uh, more of a slang term as opposed to the word authentic. Is it Riz? It is Riz, Casey. Wow! Ah, good for you. Good for you, young I man. I honestly guessed it. I, I, I didn't see the a answer. couple of uh, blue pig napkins in your uh, stocking. Well, do do yeah. you use the word Riz? I have, yes, uh, almost like ironically though, but uh, I mean it is a, a word that the uh, the youth uses, <laughs> and uh, and I know that uh, it has come up in conversation, not ironically, but you know talking about, and I don't want to mention any names in particular, but okay. you know, but so and so has Riz, uh, you know, with the, he's got charisma with the sort girls, of, sort of game, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so so you know, classically speaking, this person was is not necessarily like Brad Pitt hot, right? But, yeah. Doesn't have any problem with the ladies because he's got the riz. Okay. Someone you describe as ginchy or mm. far out. I had uh, I had seen another article this morning, uh, and, I, and I didn't dive too much into it, but it was essentially saying that you really shouldn't try to dive into words that are way out of your generation. I, I If I tried using riz in a sentence, I would immediately sound like a poser. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's past me, and that's okay. I, I'm 48 yeah. at this point. Like I, I'm not going to use riz either ironically or unironically. Now, you should know what these mean. So, yeah, so yeah. you can at least understand what someone is saying if they say riz, but you yourself uh, shouldn't try to. I think Hang was, on just a second. Do we have an interview that we didn't yeah, plan on Alfonso having? Alfonso Ribeiro. <laughs> oh. Really? <laughs> really? I want to talk to Alfonso Rivera. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. That guy. Yeah. Okay. We want to talk to Alfonso Rivera. So, I think so he's uh, promoting Dancing with the Stars. This happens from time to time. It's the finale, right? <laughs> Do you remember the time we had All Jennifer right. Lopez on? Jennifer Lopez. Well, you know what? similar Hey, you guys want to talk to Jennifer Lopez? Why? She's on the phone right now. <laughs> yep. Alfonso Rivera joins that rank. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Alfonso Rivera. Yeah! This morning. Alfonso. Uh, listen, I just want you to know you all have the Riz. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate. You're rolling with it. Don't even. Don't be afraid of it. No, I, you know what? You're right. We learned a long time ago. Don't be afraid of it. Just, just roll with it, man. It's all good. But uh, no, uh, no. So you're, you're calling in to talk, obviously, to talk about Dancing with the Stars, correct? Yes. All right. So we, we yes. yeah. Uh, yes. It's, it's a, it's the big wrap. I'll let you ask the question. Which, what, what, what 
part of it you want to talk about? Well, it's the big wrap-up tonight. Now, let me just pay you a compliment because I, I, I'd sort of, you know, gotten away, but I, I dipped in a lot more to Dancing with the Stars this season. I think you're a very... Uh, the pairing of you and uh, Juliana Hoff is, is terrific, and there's a lot more energy, and it seems that uh, obviously you have your own moves. So uh, I, I think the show has, has been on a uh, on a streak lately, and I think a lot of that has to do with you. There, I wanted to pay you that compliment. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of factors, and and uh, I think Julianne Huff and I, uh, our chemistry this season, and um, the energy that we've brought back to the show is certainly um, you know wonderful, and it and it's working, and we've got our great ex- new executive executive producer who was the original executive producer, and here's a guy who, Conrad Green, who absolutely knows the show, knows what it's supposed to be about, knows the heart of the show, and has brought a lot of that back. You know, at the end of the day, you can sit there and watch, you know, 14 contestants start out the season, and you roll down to five, which happens to be the first time that we've ever had five in the finale, um, and you're watching them on their journey. And it's, it's, it's all about the heart and about what you feel and what these people make you feel while watching people dance. You know, it's like... It's it's not something that is, you know, it's all super special, but it can be when they let you in. And and so I think the success this season has been. We've had a fantastic cast of of artists who have allowed people in and enjoying themselves. And it's been back going back to the original format. Yes, you know, just a. I'm yeah, a ballroom show. Alfonso, I, I hate to bring this back to Riz, uh, but how do you bring like charisma and excitement? Like, you know, that's your job, right? To host and come out and be excited about it. Um, but what do you do to like psych yourself up before every taping or before every live episode to like make sure that you're going to do a great job as host? You know, one of the things that I, I do is I go in the day before when everyone is actually doing their rehearsals. Um, and I just kind of hang out and watch and get to see what's going on and feel it and really get to know the contestants, right? You know, if you think about just standing there on that stage, you get two minutes with them, right? And that's not enough time to create um, a camaraderie, to create energy between between two people, right? And so I'm there all week long, not all week long, but, the, the or, you know, the day before, all day long, hanging out with them and getting an energy. And so when I get to showtime, there's a feeling for the show and a flow for the show that I automatically have felt because I've been there with them watching them rehearse. So if they did a great rehearsal, but then they come in and, and on the show, on the actual performance, they mess up, right? I know that it's a mess up because I've seen it. Yeah. Right. So I'm able to like kind of live in their misery a little bit with them as they're getting the judges scores. And if they do an even better performance than they did in rehearsals and it comes up, I can I can enjoy that excitement with them. Right. So I'm with them along with them on that ride. And so that ride allows the show to have a flow to it that the audience knows where we're going. Because it isn't just them feeling it, I'm feeling it with them. Well, and also, a lot of the show is predicated on the the, the, the journey of all the, the dancers and all of the pain and the sweat and the behind the scenes of them rehearsing. And so you, you get a sense that um, it helps that it, you it, we feel you're more invested in it than just simply coming in and reading copy. Absolutely. And I am more invested in it because I do, I don't have to come in. Um, you know, my, my, uh, the executive producer constantly goes, you know, you don't have to do this. I'm like, I know that, but I'm doing this because it, it makes, it makes it better. I think on the night when I'm feeling it and they're connected to me and there's an energy and, and, you know, a lot of times we all have a feeling at home when we're watching something. 
that we don't even know that we're feeling it or why we're feeling it, but yet we still are feeling it. And so that's the stuff that, that I think, you know, for me as a host, is yeah. important. So is, is will will this be the official first time the Len Goodman Mirror Ball Trophy will be issued? Absolutely, yeah. This is our this is our first Len Goodman uh, trophy, and uh, we've got Charlie D'Amelio, who won the last non-Len Goodman trophy. She's going to be handing the trophy off to our um, our new uh, champion, and it's going to be wonderful, and it's a great honor. Uh, for the incredible Len Goodman. Um, he was the backbone of this show, especially from the judging perspective. And, uh, you know, he's been incredibly missed, sorely yeah. missed here. Yeah. And, uh, we, we, we're, we're, we're happy that we get to honor him with, with this trophy. And who are the finalists, uh, that we're going to find out, um, the one champion comes from the group of, uh, tomorrow? Well, we, you know, all all five of them are, are can win for any reason. We've got Allison Hannigan, Sochi Gomez, Ariana Maddox, uh, Charity Lawson, The Bachelorette, and uh, Jason Mraz. So uh, any one of them can win this. And it's really, I think it's the closest it's been in many, many years where we simply don't know which one's going to win. They're, they could all win for different reasons, and we wouldn't be pissed because they all Kind of deserve it. As, awesome. as a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, I have, I'm, I'm going with Allison. I'm with Allison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it, it is very cool. You know, it's also very cool. A, a good part of the show, which is I, I think they're uh, uh, accentuating a little bit more, is the as watching the um, the camaraderie of past winners and participants there watching all the time. I think it, that the, the familial sense of the show, I think, is what makes it resonate more. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Uh, it's it's always wonderful when you have. You know the people from the past coming back. It means that that it actually had an impact on their lives, right? Because you know we're not we're not paying them to show up. We're not telling them to show up. They show up because they want to be there, um, and it really feels like a family. It's coming home. It's a reunion. Um, all those things really make you feel something. And uh, they've all they've all gone through, including myself, gone yes. through incredible journeys. And you know what the show does for you emotionally, mentally, physically. Uh, really opens the door to where you want to you want to experience it some more and you know the only way you can do it is experience it with someone else right watching the next person get to do it and you know i'm testament to that right like my season was 10 years ago mm. and here i am wow. coming back and now i'm back hosting the show so it it, it uh it has this great energy and you know we we might have some surprises uh <laughs> coming back uh okay uh, this Tuesday night. Well, we can't we can't let you go with that. Ask. I'm going to ask you on uh, on Preston's behalf. What would be a great golf gift to give this year to the golfer on your list? <laughs> well, you know, for me, I always think, you know, the, the the golfers who don't really play very well, they go through lots of balls. So let's get them balls. <laughs> I told you guys, right? Right? Yeah, you yeah. can never go there wrong with go. golf balls yeah. ever. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, Alfonso. Thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Tomorrow night, the finale, uh, it is at uh, 8 p.m. on ABC. You cannot miss this. So the Dancing with the Stars finale. Always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And the show has plenty of riz. (laughs) Love your riz, buddy. All right. Alfonso Rivera.
And there we go. I'm yeah, like, sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> it's no problem. Well, he's, he's good. He can roll with it. Little missed uh, date. Yeah. Uh, no, I just didn't put it in the calendar. The <sighs> the email came over of the confirmation during show. And what I usually like to do is mark the email unread so I can go back to do it later. And I didn't mark it unread. And <sighs> That's all right. It's all good. He's, uh, yeah, My he, system is near flawless, guys. He rolls with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> decades plus. We're, we're doing okay. All right. Back to Totally Presby. Yeah, what were we saying? Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna, to... Yeah. Only Presby. So the the Merriam-Webster uh, word of the year was uh, authentic. The Oxford uh, Dictionary's word of the year is Riz. Yeah. Um, and so in a release, uh, Oxford said, Riz was chosen by the language experts at uh, OUP as an interesting example of how language can be formed, shaped, and shared within communities before being picked up more widely. It speaks to how younger generations create spaces online or in person where they own and define the language they use. Uh, They said that uh, it's likely that more words derived from social media and internet culture will be used in everyday language or time. Words and phrases are being shared via social media and catching on so quickly uh, that they are surpassing previous linguistic trends and are becoming mainstream much quicker. So it used to well, take a while, but now something social can media very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you, you have a, a, a conduit out to many people who start employing it quickly. That's how Riz became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to authentic now from uh, Webster's, uh, they said, although clearly a desirable quality, authentic is hard to define and subject to uh, subject to debate. Two reasons it sends many people look, to look it up in the dictionary for a word that might uh, we might associate with a certain kind of re, uh, real reliability. Authentic comes with more than one meaning. It's a synonym for real, defined as not false or imitation, but it can also mean true to one's own personality, spirit, or character. And sneakily, it can also mean conforming to an original so as to reproduce essential features. Um, the dictionary said an additional 13 words stood out in the 2023 lookup data. Uh, a few of them have direct tie-ins to the year's biggest news story. So those words are coronation, dystopian, egot, implode, doppelganger, covenant, uh, kibbutz, elemental, and indict. We're all amongst those. Yeah, I can see all those. Yeah. I always wanted to. The kibbutz experience. Just hanging out in the kibbutz. Kibbutz always seemed yeah. interesting. Like that, that sort of communal. And you'd say, that's kind of a romantic thing. And I'm sure you'd be there for about four hours and go, get me out of here. <laughs> I always, You know what I always think of when I hear the word kibbutz? What? Is uh, best in show. Harlem Pepper. Oh, yeah. At the very end, he goes to Israel. Yeah. And he's just hanging out and just lounging out in the kibbutz. <laughs> I was on an LL flight. LL flight. Uh, so, yep. Yeah, all right. So those are the uh, those are the words, in case you're curious. Uh, I, I had yeah. some sort of big banquet. I'm sure all the words showed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Riz. Riz right. Riz was there. And looking the good. Nines. It was like the Met Gala. I think the joke on SNL over the weekend was that if you have to look up the definition of the word Riz, you have no Riz. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good point. Holy Presbow. All right. This one I couldn't wait to share with you guys. All right. All right so contestants on The Family Feud 
had to undergo herpes tests what? during Richard Dawson's time on the show, according uh, to a okay. new book that came out, A History of Showbiz. <laughs> That's terrific. The, it's called Outrageous, A History of Showbiz and the Culture Wars. This is this explains why I saw a number of videos popping up that were collections of Richard Dawson kissing contestants. There you go. That has to be the tie-in. Richard, who hosted the AIM show from 1976 to 1985, had a penchant for kissing female contestants <laughs> on the mouth. In a really creepy way. And this caused fans to raise concerns about the health and uh, safety of yeah. them. I just, uh, there is one, the footage of the one where he he's kind of like leaning on yeah. the table yes. and, and then they just kind of kiss over and over again. Yeah. You know what I'm yes, like, yes. Mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's gross. It was kind of creepy. It, there was sort of, <laughs> yeah, you smell like licorice. Um, <laughs> It was uh, sort of creepy back then, and much was made of it. But that was sort of his thing. He was he was a very popular host. Uh, a letter that was quoted in the book from the Philadelphia Daily News. Ah, uh, wow. Said, as a physician, I have worried about the risks Richard Dawson takes in kissing every female contestant on The Family Feud. The diseases that could be transmitted by promiscuous kissing are too long and too loathsome to recount here. Does Dawson or the producers take any caution to prevent infection? <laughs> Are any of them informed? Uh, new safety measures. By the way, after that letter was published, new safety letters or safety measures were put into place. Well, could you imagine this happening today? No, no. Uh, no. Uh, there was a brief period where Alan Ludden on the Password Show would give hand jobs to all the male yeah. contestants. Oh my god! No, but there and, is a- and it was just it, people were like, what am I seeing here? Pig in a poke in uh, the uh, European vacation. Yeah, yeah. The, the game show host, like it, it was uh, Gomez Adams, whatever that guy's name uh, is. Uh, it was um, God Almighty. Now asked him, John. Yeah, Aston. John. Yeah, asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he yeah. makes out with Audrey. Just straight up makes out with her. Uh, so contestants, both male and female, had to undergo a mouth test with a magnifying glass for medical staff. Oh. Also included quotes from uh, contestants and viewers of Family Feud during Richard's uh, time as host. Um, several game show fans were repulsed, apparently. And one viewer reportedly complained that Richard Dawson spreads more bugs every week than a flu epidemic. By the way, he could have done, if he wanted to, you could have done sort of a more continental cheek kiss. You know, but it was always on the lips. I was just looking up uh, his his history. He passed away in 2012. Uh, but from uh, he hosted um, Family Feud from the mid-70s until the 80s. And he was single that whole time. Yeah. He's not married. You know, he got divorced in 1967 and they got remarried in 1991. So it's not like he was cheating or being, you know, no, no. a philanderer or anything like that. He's just being incredibly overly flirty. But a lot of times, he was kissing women who were standing right next to their husbands. Right, right, yeah. That's the other thing. Or, or the teenage daughters yeah. Yeah. in the family. Uh, what, you gotta shoot your shot, man. If you, if you want to see him depicted, well, look at the movie Autofocus, because he was obviously in, in Hogan's Heroes uh, with Bob Crane. And uh, he was known back at that point to be a real... A ladies' man. Ladies' man, yeah, yeah for sure. By the way, Kathy, you had mentioned it was a different time. So uh, in this article, it says uh, in the comments section, people will say things like, well, it was a different time. That's the way men were back then. It was a different time. People, were so, or, uh, people weren't so insensitive. But this is evidence to the contrary, that all kinds of people were complaining about it. I remember that. Uh, Richard uh, once said in an interview that he began the tradition in order to calm the nerves of women appearing on Family Feud. Sure. Um, and he was... Uh, 
there was a woman who was so flustered that she couldn't even name a vegetable. And he said, I said, I'm going to do something that my mom would do to me whenever I had a problem of any kind. And then he, he said, I kissed her on the cheek. And I said, that's for luck. And she said, asparagus. Aw. So he helped her in that yeah, way. But her. I guess it eventually ma- made it away around to the lips. So Chuck Woolery, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Woolery was the original host, right, of Wheel of Fortune? Of Wheel of Fortune, yes. Right. He used to have full intercourse with all the female contestants. Oh. Yeah. Uh, to calm them down. On camera? Yeah, on camera. Wow. Uh, so he added that uh, ABC eventually told him that he had to stop <laughs> kissing Don't. the women. Don't do that. While many fans complained about his antics, Richard claimed that he received thousands of letters supporting his smooches to yeah. the women on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep oh, doing that. Yeah. I don't watch Family Feud all that much, uh, but, but for some reason it was on last week and I got to watch the, whatever they call that, the showcase showdown at the end. And the first woman, I think she got 12. I was like, how is that even possible? Your family right. picked points. you. Yes. Your yeah. family picked you as like, the, the As person. an all star, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got twelve. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. Answer is <laughs> I'm not finished. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting—a little peek into uh, you know the way he was being perceived and and the fact that they actually had to have herpes tests. Yeah, done. How disgusting! How close to uh, his actual persona do you think uh, his character in Running Man is? Probably pretty close. Right, right. Probably pretty close. Oh, meaning that he was yeah. maniacal and all that? Not, ma- no, not necessarily maniacal, but kind uh, of a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I heard, I, you hear, you hear things. You know. I remember seeing a um, a little expose on that show one time. It was a. Uh, I might have been on VH1 or something like it. But anyway, uh, they were talking about in, in his last year or two that he would also, he started speaking very quietly. And he said, you know, uh, looking for, uh, you know, something you would do around the house. Like that's, he was talking like that low and they were like, Richard, we can't hear you. <laughs> Name me something you would find in the butcher of Bakerfield's house. <laughs> I'm just not a- is it reality or I'm in that movie still? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he, but he started that. He would always do that, um, I think, to draw people in. Yes. And yeah. it got a little crazy after a while. <laughs> if you can't hear what you're saying, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to give you guys, and don't look at the screen. Oh, okay. The six hosts of Family Feud. Obviously, My, we're covering Dawson. Richard Dawson. There uh, was uh, Ray Combe. Yeah, he committed, he committed suicide. suicide. Yep. Steve Harvey, that's three. Yep, that's three. Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. Very good. And that's then the other one, I don't know. You got two. I'll, I'll give you a hint. One of whom was just on our show in person not that long ago at Camp Out for Hunger. It was uh, John O'Hurley? Very good. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And then there's one more who was in a sitcom. This one I had completely forgotten. You know him better, much better for him, his role on a oh, sitcom. Oh, wait. Uh, the dude from Home Improvement. Very good. Uh, that bearded guy. Richard oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he played Al, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was, was that the you character's know, name? Tom Sizemore was like a tryout. No, no. no. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, go to something else here. Totally principal. So, apparently, December 1st is not the best day to put your Christmas tree up. According to experts who say people should hold off a little bit for decorating. And according to the experts at Christmas Tree World... Losers. Traditional Advent begins on the 4th 
Sunday before Christmas, which means the perfect date can vary from November 27th to December 3rd. This year it falls on December 3rd yesterday, which means that that is the perfect day to kick off the celebration. That's what we did. I put, I, I, I put it up um, the the week um, between the, the week after or the weekend of Thanksgiving. Yes. So, but I, I do all of my ninety percent of my outside decorating Thanksgiving weekend, and then and then I start inside. If December first hits and my tree is not decorated, I feel like I've fallen behind. Really, I yeah. want to die. I it get, keeps looming over you. Like I get nervous. I, I, and besides that. You want to enjoy it. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm missing out on my enjoyment on. of staring at my tree. Yes. <laughs> I love, I have a camera on my tree right now. Wait. Security. Uh, Jace uh, threw this in my face yesterday. So we decorated the tree together. Um, you know, kind of. I was like, oh, let me move that ornament. Um, yeah, you stink. No, so, and, and I, so I will decorate and then I'll sit down and I'll yeah. look at the tree and I'll try to find, you know, holes in the tree or where I need to move some things or if there's two ornaments that right. are similar next to each other or whatever. And so I sat down and he's like, uh, and you know, and he had tried to walk away. I was like, no, come on, we're decorating the tree. And he's like, well, look at you, you're just sitting there. I said, I'm looking at the tree. I'm trying to take it all in. I'm going to get back up and continue to decorate. <laughs> so then he sat down later and I go, come on, we're decorating the tree. He goes, I'm just sitting for a minute. And I'm looking at the tree. Uh-huh. Looking at, I was like, all right. There's your Frankenstein monster. <laughs> you, you created him. <laughs> According to Christian rules, there's also a perfect day to pull down the decorations, and that is the 12th day of Christmas. Kathy has done it on the actual day of Christmas itself when she found out there were a whole bunch of bugs. No, in no, it wasn't bugs. The The tree had completely died, oh. uh, and it was so depressing. It was like wilted. The needles were everywhere. <laughs> it was the year Santa brought the cats, and so I was like, the cats were all over the tree. I'm like, get this thing out of here. Yet yeah, Christmas Day, I pulled that tree out of my house. I am so jealous of Preston's Christmas tree. <laughs> I wanted to so badly invest that money. It's an expensive tree. Mm-hmm. But man, does it look awesome. Are you having fun? Oh, wait. Yeah, and we've only got uh, 15 more years of payments before we uh, <laughs> and we actually own it. But if you it, think it, about you it. You can do the kinetic lighting patterns yeah, with, but, with that sort of tree that he has, which is which is really cool. Hey, uh, Connor, real quick, because uh, Connor works at Wiggins uh, Tree Farm. How much is a regular tree, like a, a I don't know, a decent-sized tree these days? Is like it like 100 bucks. 100 bucks? 100 bucks. Okay. okay. So we used to be a... We used to be a real tree family, and we're not. But if you think about it, like, I don't know, like if a tree costs you 400 a fake tree. Does like anyone hear? That Preston has. Okay. His was not 400 bucks. I, I know the tree Preston got. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's, I, think it, I think it's worth it. I well, think that's it's what I said. Over the amount last... of years you're going to have yeah, it. Yeah, the it of works out. That's you're going to have it. We... And, and the fact that we don't have to do anything, you know, uh, deliver and taking it from one. We have right. To, don't have to go somewhere and get it and put you it in the car, to... bring it back. Undo it. for the 200 praying mantises. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Case, so. that's what I said last week when I looked at, when I found the tree, the fake tree that I wanted, I said it would have been like over. 30 years of a real tree for it to pay off to, to get the one that I wanted. I've gone back and forth on real versus fake a million times in my life and, and growing up it was always real trees um, but I saw something that kind of uh, grabbed my attention a, a week or two ago which is uh, the environmental benefits of a real tree because
because if you get a fake tree, and I own a fake tree, so I'm sure that I'm a hypocrite, but uh, if you get a fake tree, it's going to be in a landfill and it's going to stick around on, uh, as plastic on this planet forever. If you get a real tree, at least um, it's been grown. Uh, there are farm, uh, there are um, jobs attached to people working that farm, and then it can be recycled afterwards. And bugs can live in it? Well, yes. I mean, there are, there's always upsides and downsides. But, right? upside. but I, some, some worker had to make that fake tree, yeah, too. That's, so. Yeah, there's yeah. jobs there, too. I was Absolutely. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, I did find two spiders in the tree, and <clears> I slightly, just a little bit... You thought you were going to get out of this, didn't you? Freaked <laughs> the hell out. <laughs> Sitting back there, come in, you get to put the tree together. Um, yeah, I... Oh. It's part of the deal. There's another thing, Kathy. I saw this tied to this story. Um, apparently, a new trend has taken over for holiday tree decor. Okay. Do you know what it is? Uh, is it colorful? No. Oh, okay. Bows. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Say yes. goodbye to bulky ornaments, and now bows are I don't, more. Of I don't a thing. like the straight up bow thing. I, I I'm an ornament guy. With my wife does the the, the ribbon wrapped around the tree, okay. uh, which I which I like very much. Uh, we are a and this this is a of course conversation that we'll be having many times before the holidays. But uh, we do the white lights in the tree, mm-hmm. uh, and then outside is the the colored lights. Yeah, the bows are um, like the smaller bows, and they're putting them all over the oh. tree. So oh, rem- I was thinking differently then. Yeah, so, okay, well, yeah. remember the one big bow that was yeah, almost yeah, yeah, the tree yeah, yeah, topper, yeah. and then the ribbon would fall down. Right. The yeah. Edge, you know the outside of the tree. This is separate um, ornament bows. It's it's, it's right. smaller bows all over the tree, and some of the women are going nuts and like just buying the um, the ribbon and making all of the bows themselves. <laughs> yeah. There's well, there's tons of video out there of like how. To make the perfect bow. Hell of a lot of wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, we so the one tree that we did end up getting, we got it at Big Lots, and the bottom uh, string of lights are already out. Uh. <clears throat> They're a year old, and, and so like that's why I'm saying invest. So here's you spend the money. I, I always I, I it, my if you if you can afford something that's more you know. That's a better quality. You're going to get more out of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way that I feel about a lot of things. We got the tree that we currently had inside and have had for a couple of years. We got it at the Boscov's outlet, uh, and it it is it still looks great. It lights up. It, it, all the lights are preset. Mm-hmm. In. We only do the white lights, so we're not we don't need the you know the uh, the the rave sort of thing going on, and and it, it hooks up really nicely. So and that was. 250 300 bucks yeah you know i mean it was on discount so you can do okay there was a, a time uh, in my life where it was a family event to go out and cut down a tree yes. and I, I really missed that part of my life it was we went to a place called weatherall's which i don't think exists anymore um but steve i mean the barons uh, no that's where the free trees exist. <laughs> oh, state uh, parks are where you find your free <laughs> no 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 weatherall's you had to pay for Preston. that was the only downside yeah. is they charged you when you walked out um but steve no there was like this barn at the end of it and they had they would serve up hot chocolate oh, to everybody coming that's through that's awesome and it was just... It's a Hallmark movie. It was kind of like, you know, Clark Griswold walking into yeah. the, in the woods and, and finding the perfect tree or whatever. But it really, like, for me and my younger brothers and my mom and dad to go and do that every year and then, you know, get it up on the roof of the car. It was fun. It you was know, it's a good thing a lot of people memory. replace that experience with, Nick. They'll go out and they'll shoplift together as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, all right. So, anyhow, those are a couple of uh, updates and uh, Christmas trees this time of year. All right. Let's go. Holy this is another thing I, I was uh, I was kind of sitting on for a little bit. I wanted to share this with you guys. So I, I took a flight yesterday. I was coming back from Florida, and actually, um, it was it it ran late. We ended up leaving like 
45 minutes late um, flying from Tampa to here. And when we landed, um, the people who had connecting flights, like... They didn't. The plane didn't even stop, and they were getting up and and ready to sure. run off of the plane because they. I, I and there, hate there were a lot of them, like almost like half of the aircraft. Uh, I felt bad for these people, and they're they're waiting as as we're you know trying to get them off. Uh, and I couldn't help but think about if they had checked their bags, you know what kind of a snafu that's going to yeah, be because yeah. then that you, you got a good chance of losing uh, baggage when that happens. And I saw this story last week, and I did not know this, but it's about unclaimed baggage. Unclaimed. They, they lose your baggage. You, uh, you, you, they, they never reconnect with you. It's, it's totally separated from you, and or people don't come and, and get it. So it's in luggage purgatory. Yes. The number of mishandled bags can reach into the millions each year. But the question is, is where does it all go when flyers don't come back looking for That's them? good question. Yeah. And many may not know this. But that unclaimed luggage actually ends up at one single solitary place. It's called Unclaimed Baggage, and it's a huge store in Scottsboro, Alabama. It is the what? final destination for every single suitcase lost by an airline in the United States that is not reclaimed by its owner. So can one... So let me ask you, do they set up like a goodwill type of situation where they you empty the luggage? You can go and buy there. Yes. Right. This enormous store covers an entire city block. It's 50,000 square feet. Do they open up the luggage or is it like you get what you get? It brings in, I don't know, let's read and find out. Yes. It brings in a staggering <laughs> 7,000 items a day. Oh my gosh. How do you... What? How do you yeah. Hold on. Wait, but I don't understand. Wait, you, who doesn't go back for their stuff? For some some people. people don't. Pierre. Yeah. yeah. Forget it. Great point. Unclaimed baggage isn't your average store. It's an organized trove of lost items, almost like a department store. Okay. Uh, from clothes, shoes, and books, all the way to unexpected treasures like musical instruments, sporting goods, and even wedding dresses. All items are up for sale at discounted prices, Steve. I so. wonder how significant those discounts are, because we're looking at Chanel perfume, we're looking at designer bags, yeah. we're looking at earbuds and everything. To be honest, this might be worth a trip down there. You know what I mean? So when you're flying back, you can lose it in the luggage. (laughs) (laughs) But you might, you never, I mean... You you might find something awesome for. Yeah. I, I wonder how cheap it is, Steve. I'd Wait, have to look more into that in these videos. All right, oh. all right. So it's at thirty nine bucks for earbuds, I believe. So it says here, uh, its electronics department nestled in the mezzanine is a popular stop among yep. customers. It houses a vast collection of cell phones, laptops, tablets, and headphones. Anything that can be packed in a suitcase. Rest assured, all <laughs> electronics have been wiped clean to remove any personal data. Update the earbuds which are Beats, are $139, which oh, is not a massive well, I savings. Wonder, what do they no? sell for? I'm going to I'm gonna see I if do, I can do, find do, it. Okay, it depends. Beats, earbuds. Uh, according to an employee, uh, Sonny Hood, nearly every type of item or product has made its way into the store. This ranges from ski equipment, snowboards, and a bountiful amount of number of skateboards, all the way to a horse saddle and a motor that can be attached to a kayak or a canoe. So that's how obscure mm. wow. those things get. Any price on that yet, Kevin? Yeah, those ones that they're showing in this video that are going for $140 sell, uh, normally for about $200, they are on sale right now for $180. 
Okay. Mm, yeah, a bit of a savings. Yeah. Scottsboro is only a 12-hour drive, guys. <laughs> that's it? Yeah. yeah. We, can, we can be back before tomorrow. Northern what, Alabama. What? What is it near in, in Alabama? It's near Chattanooga in Tennessee, so if you get okay. to Chattanooga, head south. Okay. Uh, according to Hood, airlines generally make significant efforts to reunite lost luggage with their rightful owners with a success rate of 99.5%. However, given the massive scale of daily air travel, even a tiny percentage of unclaimed bags can accumulate quickly. 7,000 items per Great day. question. And yeah. this may be in the article, maybe you're unaware of this. Uh, do they sell these things online? I don't think or so. Do you have to purchase them in person. Uh, good question, Steve. It doesn't indicate that here. Um, the unclaimed bags, uh, after the airlines have reimbursed the customers, are purchased by unclaimed baggage through exclusive contracts. Mm. Rarely, though, some items do find their way back to their original owners. Unclaimed baggage CEO Brian Owens recounted an unusual event where a mysterious shipping container found its way to the store. It contained a stolen guidance system from a fighter plane. Oh my God. <laughs> which was returned to the Navy. I, so you wonder here if there is a profit motive for luggage to go missing. It doesn't seem like there is or that that's a big worry of the of the industry as a whole. But right. I mean, one, you could work out a system where, you know, what I'm saying where you, luggage could conveniently go disappearing if it right. looks like it's going to have something that would sell. No, no. In another instance, a camera from a space shuttle was uh, returned to NASA. That's cool. I want that. Uh, beyond everyday items and curiosities, unclaimed baggage has seen its share of genuinely unusual of genuinely unusual relics, like a centuries-old violin, ancient Egyptian artifacts, and even a suit of armor. As a result, the organization set up a mini-museum to display these oddities, making it a popular tourist attraction that draws over a million visitors every year from all across the country. How do you not claim a suit of armor? Yeah. I don't know. There's a, it uh, just a frivolous? I just like to take my suit of armor on trips. There's a giant puppet from the movie Labyrinth from Jim Henson's uh, shop. It's called a Hoggle, and that's in this little museum as well. Wow. And um, yes, uh, press. I'm just reading through some of this article as well. Uh, Steve, apparently, 95.5 percent of all luggage is claimed every year. However, the 0.5 that isn't. That's a huge amount, and yeah. that's enough for this store. Wow, it's insane! Yeah, I thought I didn't. I had no idea that this all goes to one, one place. One place. Thought it was kind of interesting. All right, that's it. That's all we have time for. I'm totally Presbo. Totally Presbo. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We get some B Files stories. Our buddy uh, Paul Eisenberg is here. Yes, uh, from Bringing Hope Home, a wonderful organization uh, with a really cool event coming up. Uh, so we'll spend some time with him as well. And be back in a moment. Stay put. Yeah. Glad you asked. I have a sweet The Rolling Stones. Sweet sounds of heaven. Blink 182. I don't want to wait to do this one more time. One more time. Monoskin. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. No. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Horizon Services. Holiday season means plenty of plumbing problems. And Horizon Services has covered with 20% off all plumbing repairs. Plus, Horizon's pros offer peace of mind with same-day plumbing services. You can visit horizonservices.com. Uh, we'll start with this being a plumbing. A Chinese man barely managed to get off of his small or his smart toilet with his butt intact after smoke started coming out of the toilet bowl and the whole thing burst into flames. Wow. Yeah, this guy. Not um, so smart. 
uh, recorded his smart toilet burning after a suspected short circuit. The incident occurred while the man was using the toilet. At first, there was a small smell of smoke. Then plumes of white smoke started billowing from the toilet bowl. And finally, just as the man got up from the toilet, the smart toilet burst into flames. Photos taken by the shocked man shows that he didn't even have time to put his shorts on before the toilet started burning. Yeah. The cause of the incident has not been revealed, but the owner suspects a short circuit sparked the fire. Similar incidents were reported in August of last year when a man woke up to the strong smell of smoke to find that his smart toilet was burning in the bathroom. And in August of this year, another man's smart toilet burst into flames for no apparent reason. You know, my dumb toilet has never exploded into flames. Japan has long been known as the biggest smart toilet market in the world, although the smart toilet was actually invented in the United States back in 1964, but then China was quickly catching up. So it's all the rage in uh, parts of Asia. How smart do you need your toilet? I love this story, by the way. A Paraguayan government official has been replaced after it was revealed that he signed a memorandum of understanding with representatives of a fugitive Indian guru's fictional country... Who also appear to have duped several other officials in the South American country. So they made an agreement with a fictional country. That is correct. Arnaldo (laughs) Chamorro was replaced as chief of staff for Paraguay's Agriculture Ministry on Wednesday, shortly after it was revealed that he signed a proclamation with representatives of the United States of Kailaza. Kailaza. Yes. And And our good friends from Otisburg. (laughs) (laughs) On Kailaza's website, the fictional country is described as the revival of the ancient enlightened Hindu civilization nation, which is being revived by uh, displaced Hindus from around the world. It is led by self-styled guru, Nithanyananda, who is uh, a wanted is, is a wa- who is wanted in India on several charges, including sexual assault. His Hopefully where- he can be tried in the fictional country. Uh, his whereabouts are unknown. Among other things, the proclamation expressed a sincere wish and recommendation for the government of Paraguay to consider, explore, and actively sink the estab- establishment of diplomatic relations with the United States of Kelaza and support the admission of the United States of Kelaza as a sovereign and independent state in various international organizations. This is our ambassador from Middle Earth. Uh, yeah, so the revelation sparked a scandal and lots of social media mockery, but the guy has uh, resigned his position after that happened. Well, Florida man has amassed a collection of 2,467 copies of the 1997 film Titanic on VHS. There you go, Kathy. (laughs) He is aiming to collect a million of them. Uh, The Largo area man identified as J.D. uh, said that he scours thrift stores, flea markets, and garage sales for VHS copies of the James Cameron film, and social media followers have mailed him tapes from all over the world. He said, you can't escape this movie. Everyone has it. Your grandma had it, your mom, your dad, whoever, someone in your family had this movie. Uh, he said he's aiming to gather a million copies and earn an unsinkable world record for the largest collection of Titanic VHS tapes. He said, I go to sleep thinking about Titanic and I wake up thinking about Titanic. Uh, JD's collection extends beyond VHS copies of the film. So we also have the world's largest collection of Titanic, the soundtrack on CD. He says his uh, dream is to jump off a cliff. Yeah, he's, he's uh, <laughs> asking people to mail their copies to him. Uh, then this story is out of Michigan. Ten or more people 
overdosed at the same residence on Thanksgiving, prompting warnings from health officials about uh, using drugs that could be laced with dangerous opioids. <laughs> Cranberry mess. Yeah, on Thanksgiving, public safety agencies responded to a messy or mass drug overdose at a single private residence. Wow. At least 10 people were found Oof. unresponsive with decreased breathing. The emergency medical response helped save lives, officials said. The response included the administration of Narcan. How long did they just think it was the turkey? Uh, seven people were evaluated in an emergency department. The health department suspects that people were intending to use cocaine, oh. uh, but were unaware of the likely cope presence of an opioid such as fentanyl leading to an opioid overdose. Horrible stuff. People who do not usually use an opioid or are unaware of its presence are more likely to suffer an overdose. Uh, Alcohol was also being used at the home which increased the risk of the overdose. That's pretty wild. Ten people. Same shot. Yeah. All right. And then one last story. Uh, Years after the legal battle over a massive Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton was resolved the heirs of the couple that claimed the skeleton are fighting over money now. Oh, man. So Sue, the largest and most complete T-Rex skeleton ever discovered, was found in 1990 on the property of Maurice and Darlene Williams in the Cheyenne River Reservation in South Dakota. After legal fights over ownership, rights were resolved. Sue was sold for $7.6 million in 1997. Maurice Williams died in 2011, and Darlene Williams died in 2020, and the couple's four children are fighting over the second of her two wills. In 2017, uh, in the, the 2017 will, Williams planned to give each of her daughters a diamond ring, and each of her grandchildren would receive equal shares of her estate. It named her daughter Sandra Williams Luther as the person in charge of settling the estate. But a second will, from less than three weeks before her death, names Luther as the sole heir and executor. The typed document states that Williams doesn't want her children to fight, and she hopes her death will bring harmony to the family after years of disagreement. Yeah, not likely. Court documents state that uh, daughter Jacqueline Schwartz is challenging the second will, arguing that it may not be legal because her mother was critically ill when she signed it, and there were no witnesses because of COVID restrictions. And Schwartz is also challenging the sale of her mother's former home weeks before her death. So they're going to have fun fighting for the rest of their lives over all of that stuff. (laughs) It all started with a T-Rex skeleton, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, We are welcoming back to our studio a good friend with an amazing organization and an event that is taking place. And uh, we love this guy, and we love what he does. Paul Eisenberg from Bringing Hope Home. It's good to hear from you, and thanks for having me. Raise that oh, microphone David. up a little bit. Bring that oh, up there. He's a tall guy. I'm sorry. Thanks, uh, thanks, Nick. Thank he, you guys for having us. And thanks for it. saying you love me. You're the you're the five. Oh, <laughs> thank you, buddy. Uh, no, you're the founder and CEO of Bringing Hope Home. And you guys have your Adopt-A-Family program, which is going on for several years now. Yeah. 13th year, I believe. Yeah. And uh, this is going on through the end of the month. So uh, to start it off, and we, I know we've had you on tons of times, but we always like you to explain to people what Bringing Hope Home is. Yes. And first of all, congratulations on a great camp out. Oh, thanks, oh, thank man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Acme's really good to us. They just helped us $100,000 gift cards. Wow. They're amazing. They help families through Thanksgiving. So they're just great. But it was awesome what you guys do. Thank you, man. Appreciate so, it. So Bringing Hope Home, yeah, thanks for asking, is a nonprofit. And we help fam- local families with cancer, people that are in active treatment and live in our area, any type Type of person, any type of cancer, we pay household necessity bills for them. Rent, mortgage, utility, car payment, and food. We've helped now over 9,300 families since we started. Wow. And um, we started this after 
a personal experience. I lost my late wife, Nicole. It's been 20 years now. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. To a long battle. And a lot of people were good to us. And we had the best of a bad situation. And my late wife didn't understand how people got through this treatment in this battle of cancer without a lot of support and that's why we started what we started it comes down to that core thing it really does lifting the weight of those obligations which don't stop simply because your cancer has reared its ugly head if you can free people of that and let them get down to the business of working on getting their loved ones better or their themselves better what a gift that is it's, yeah, it's so profound yeah, and I know you've been through it. Yeah, and, and we and I, I we had and I had financial resources and right. I was good to go for those who, you know who are, who are juggling that. Oh my God! Yeah, it's ridiculous. And some people are, are on that line anyway yeah. before they get sick. And if you get diagnosed with cancer, even with healthcare coverage, your out of pocket can be tens of thousands of dollars a Absolutely. year. Absolutely, time off from work, mm-hmm. trying to get childcare, and we just come in and we pay the bills directly. The families get nominated by the social worker at the hospital. They include the bills. They get nominated on the first business day of the month. And then we pay those bills directly. We, the family doesn't get any money from us. We that, pay the bills directly. Again, I always talk about it, the, the you know the weight lifted off the shoulders to take a breath and go, okay, yeah, all right, because it just it, it is an avalanche effect on you, and and you guys help um, eradicate that, which is fantastic. Yeah, we're we're very blessed. Like I said, we've helped over ninety three hundred families since we started, and we're going to help a thousand families this year. Three hundred eighty five of which are adopt a family program. Uh-huh. So, what what is what is involved in in adopt a family? How do you do this? So the adopt a family program, you go on our website, which is bringinghopehome dot org, bringinghopehome dot org, and you can sign up to either. A, pay bills for families and donate money for that. You can pay bills. You can pay to get gift cards, which we then send to the families for they can buy their own Christmas presents for their families. Or you can go online as a group. You as a group here at WMMR or your church or school. Whatever it is, you can go online and register and, see, and uh, sign up to raise money as a group and then give us the money. And then we'll give you in term a family story. And we give about $100 per family member. So if it's a family of four, it's $400. They get the gift cards. It's a family of 10, it's $1,000, that kind of thing. So you can adopt on the individual level, but it, your company can adopt as well. Absolutely. And as many as you'd want. As many as you want. Wow, that's terrific. Like I said, we have about 385 families of the 1,000 of families we're helping this year and need help this Christmas and holiday season. That's excellent. Do you, can, you, can you meet the families if you want to, or how does that it's work? It's up to or the family. It, okay. Some, what we've experienced, and you probably understand this, Steve, families are going through a lot. Yeah. And we used to deliver the gifts directly, and then COVID happened, and everything got shut down. And now we do the electronic because that's what 90% of the families want, okay. the electronic. Mm-hmm. Uh, some families really want to get connected, and we have that with us, right? We can yeah. pay the bills. We sit really connected to the families. Some families just, they're in a rough place. They just yeah. want to get through it. And, yeah. 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 We, we've done this with you in, in the past. And we've yeah, your done family, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've And we've uh, we've adopted a few families a, a year. And, uh, we, you know, we've, we've done a whole bunch, right? We, we've, uh, um, we've gone in and uh, sat down with the family. I remember praying with the family which is really yeah, powerful very powerful yeah 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 um just amazing stuff and and again like it's kind of like what we do with like the camp out for hunger right yeah. like we just kind of park ourselves in a in a parking lot and allow the the community to do good things and that's what you're doing as well right yeah and, we're very blessed we get we the better job we do gives people more opportunity to do great things that's what our job is we're a conduit to help people donate money that can get to somebody who needs it donate skills get to people that need it 
that's that's our job. So we, we take a lot of work in that. That's the focus. Yeah, and the yeah, fact that it, you're not, I mean, in, 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 obviously your scope is wide, but it's not staggeringly wide. You know you're you're able to focus and, and, and provide more comprehensive service to these families in need. And, uh, you know, we, for all the time that we've known you, obviously the, the work speaks for itself. I, I mean, there are people who have been, uh, you know, saved so much hand-wringing and so much. They've already, they, now they've been given news that has them dealing with things they never thought they could ha- would have to deal with. To add on just the normal, you know, requirements of daily living is, it, it's, it's almost uh, unbearable. And so uh, this is great. Thank you. We we're we're now in a situation where, for whatever reason, the last couple of years we have people that are getting one to, not only just one person diagnosed in the family, but we're getting married couples where both are diagnosed. Yeah. We're a family where a parent and a kid is being diagnosed. It's just every day. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Hear about this, and you just it's too we're much. just glad we can bring a little help to the world, a little mm-hmm. hope to their home. Right, absolutely, right. It, and it goes miles without question. So, bringinghopehome dot org. Yep. And this continues through the 31st to the end of the month? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, we'll make sure we share that information as well. But you guys do amazing work, and, and, and we love all this stuff, uh, Paul. So uh, we'll you know do what we can to, to get it out there. Thank you. I you? appreciate you all having me. Yeah, anytime. Absolutely. And we'll see you at the Divine Night. Yeah, and I'll be back tomorrow. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Every day this week. <laughs> Don't right. Thank you. Paul Eisenberg. CEO, Bring Hope Home. What a what a wonderful organization. So help out if you can, please. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Lesson, question, trash, music, news, those things coming up. So stay with us. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. How about we give something away in the yeah. meantime, all right? I'm going to do... Let's see what we have here. A $50 Gabe's gift card, if you can answer this question correctly. When you eat a lot of cookies in a row, what's our new euphemism for eating way too many of them? <laughs> or polishing them off. 215-263-WMMR. When you eat a lot of cookies in a row, what's our new euphemism for eating way too many of them? 215-263-WMMR. Why are you shaking your head? I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember this? No. Oh, okay. 215-263-WMMR. 
If you know the answer, call now and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Valley Forge in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Plan your holiday shopping trip to one of Montco's shopping destinations, including King of Prussia Mall. Visit valleyforge.org for more. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, as I said earlier, Preston, Michael B. Jordan crashed his Ferrari into a parked Kia Saturday night in Hollywood. There were no signs of impairment, but Jordan did suggest that the Kia might have been drunk. Macaulay Culkin received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Friday. Culkin told the gathered crowd that it was just last week that he realized he could stop running for Michael Jackson. Oh, Oh my God. And finally, Lil Wayne is being sued by a former bodyguard who says the rapper brandished a gun and punched him in the ear. Lil Wayne says he's looking forward to his day in court and has all of his legal briefs tattooed on his face. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are going to see if someone happens to know the answer to the following question. When you eat a lot of cookies in a row, what is our new euphemism for eating way too many of them? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to uh, Adrian. Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning to see you. Oh, good morning, it. All right, Adrian, when you eat way too many cookies, what do we call it now? Run the sleeve. Run the sleeve. Gabe's gift card. You can get huge discounts of up to 70% off of mall store prices on brands like Hurley, Realtree, Stanley, Carhartt, Disney, Bear Paw, Mattel, Fisher Price, and big athletic brands. Too big to say. Uh, if it's on their wish list, you can get it for less at Gabe's. You can visit gabestores.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Family Company and Jewelers. Get a little extra action under the mistletoe this year with a gift from Family and Company Jewelers. Visit Jersey. Visit, I'm sorry, Family Company Jewelers, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination, Route 70 in Marlton, or at FamilyJewelers.com. All right, so after 50 years of rock and roll, Kiss played their final show. Lasted two hours and 15 minutes. It was in New York City on Saturday night, and they announced a new era for the band. And this is going to have to be explained to me, because I don't get it. They are now going forward as avatars. Right. So... Like the gorillas? I guess. Are they going to have concerts where that's what you see on the stage? Yes. So uh, the same happened... That's stupid. It happened with ABBA. So they've have, and they'll. Some of them are holographic. Some of them are like the gorillas. Uh, so yeah, just an animation up on the screen. It can be just an animation, or they did do the full avatar uh, image capturing. So you could have holographic images up on stage. They've done that as well. Well, yeah. So they've said so they've created these by using the the yeah. studio tech, where they wear all the you know things with the dots on them and all that stuff. But they recorded themselves already. Doing this, I mean, 
you're basically going. It basically it's like going to a laser light show. It, like it, it's a gimmick, clearly. But, but here's the question: Is someone going to be behind the stage and put these, put this stop motion equipment on, and they're actually playing? And what you're saying, because that's what gorillas do, right? And and what you're seeing played on the screen is a reflection right. of them actually being there, moving around, and so on. But what you see is different. You know what I mean? That I don't know. I don't know what how they're going to use this. There's, there's the no road. words on it. I can't. F it, we'll do it live. <laughs> so after that last song, and we have a um, we have audio of this. There was a, a video message that appeared on the screen that read, "A new Kiss era starts now," and that's when the digital avatars of the four members started performing. God gave rock and roll to you. By the way, they have, they're badass. Oh, they it look looks, great. It looks fantastic. Gene, Gene Simmons is like this uh, this winged creature spitting fire, and and everything looks pretty cool. So you know, is it is it more like a, like a uh, concert experience? I I just don't know what they're going to do yeah. with it. All right, so here is um, here's a clip live at the show. Here we go. Our shows are about joy. It's Levi's Kiss. The future is so exciting. We can live on eternally. The band deserves to live on because the band is bigger than we are. I was watching. I can a, just sit in a chair. A, from a few more of those clips, yeah, where they're just like, we, we we now are immortal. We will live forever, and all this. I'm like, you, you, could you be more full of yourself? <laughs> yeah. This band deserves to carry on for the rest of known time. Yeah, and crazy. we can do that now while I sit in the comfort of a rocking chair and sip milk. Uh, Paul through a straw. Uh, as he said, wrung out of a sponge into my open <laughs> mouth. The band deserves to live on because the band is bigger than we are. From this point on, they'll perform as digital avatars. The Avatar Kiss is already available to watch on their website. And uh, Gene Simmons, after the show, told reporters that he performed with painful kidney stones. That's right. Yeah. But on a lighter note, uh, he said... Fun he- fact. He said he choked up when he was uh, talking about his... He apparently went, he got choked up when he was talking about his mother, who passed away five years ago, and said that she was watching from the side of the stage. Our avatars will rock while my Bayana nurse cleans my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so they played their final show at Madison Square Garden in front of 20,000 so, fans. So, again, I'm looking for a delineation here. Uh, and, um, yeah. Is there going to be... Uh, the, is this the end of touring? Have they totally... Uh, is the curtain rung down on any live Kiss performances here on in? Or will there be the one-offs now and then? Oh, I believe they're done for good. Really? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I don't think... Well, we got see, our goddamn avatars. I don't see Gene... Yeah, I, I think they're what just going to... I can just sit here. I, I, I guess they're just going to have... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think those ah, guys... Hell, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've been snorting a lot more lately. I gotta stop doing that. Uh, so anyhow, what? That's like a pig. Is that supposed to be me snorting? That's a pig. But- okay. Yeah. Sorry. And no, it's all good. It's- the, bit, the band never looked better though in these in the CGI the, uh, the yeah. representation. They look like when you were a kid and sort of fell in love with the whole presentation. That's what they recaptured. Yeah, it's superheroish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's very very cool. So. All right, well, we'll wait and see. We'll see if there's going to be more from the KISS news desk. 
Miles Goodwin, singer, guitarist, writer, producer, and leader of the multi-platinum selling rock band April Wine, passed away yesterday. He was 75 years old. You know April Wine, right? Oh, very much so. I I don't know if a lot of people know April Wine, but I know April Wine. Yeah, I I, I do too. I loved that band. Uh, What's the good song from them? Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Great song. Roller is a great song. Uh, We have clips. Their biggest hit is Just Between You and Me. Definitely. And uh, Casey, pull up Just Between Me and You and Me. I don't have that one. Get uh, out of we here. Have, we I should have, have it here. I have it here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we should have the whole song. Okay, here we go. Ready? Uh-huh. A real fuzzy guitar. Case? Oh, man. You too. Sad, isn't it? Came out in 1981. Just between you and me. Just between you and me. Oh, he chopped it all up. I wanted, there's a really good guitar solo in there. Um, so, yeah, he struggled with diabetes. He had a rare, serious form called... Uh, Labial diabetes, I think is how you pronounce that. Isn't that a lady part? No, uh, that's a labia. <laughs> Jesus, Gene. Still you. I'm sorry. I, I can sit around now because my avatars <laughs> are out on the road. Uh, <laughs> I can join the show. I can panel, as they say. Uh, he described it as brittle, meaning hard to control. And he had been uh, proactive in encouraging others that may have it to take care of themselves. Pull up a uh, roller, Casey. I got it right here. Love this song. Uh, and he's been proactive in encouraging others to try and take care of themselves. A founding member of April Wine from the beginning in 1969 until his retirement earlier this year. Uh, he and the band were inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2010. I'm, I'm currently reading, you know, like I've said a few times lately, uh, Getty Lee's right, yeah. biography. And he mentions April Wine in there quite a bit because they were touring partners. I mean, they were, oh, you know, another one of, those, know that. one of those Canadian bands that was from the same era. So they did a lot of uh, touring around the country. Uh, together, so great song. I, I clearly remember this song. What about the rest of you guys? Pull up, pull up also, I Like to Rock. That's another great tune. Yeah, this was maybe in the Midwest they got played more. Probably, but know? I was from there. Because they toured a lot in there. Yeah, hit that case. Uh, here we go. You no. I'm sorry. All right, no. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great song. At the end of this song, they play a little bit of um, uh, Day Tripper from the Beatles. They kind of wind it into the song. Uh, so they also had Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Um, you could have been a lady. Tonight is a wonderful time to fall in love. And uh, these few songs that we played for you here, so... Like straight ahead rock. Yeah, straight ahead rock. Nice, nice, aggressive, heavy contemporary rock and roll. So. All right, so. They should have had avatars. One last. They would live forever. They would live forever. Was the name of the guy that passed away? Uh, His name was Miles Goodwin. Singer, guitarist, writer, producer, and leader of the band. And then one last thing, David Lee Roth has released, and I don't, we don't have a version of this yet, a new solo version of Jump, Van Halen. 
Uh, it was recorded in May 2022, and it includes Al Estrada on guitar, Ryan Wheeler on bass, and Francis Valentino Valentino on drums. Sounds just like Jump. Uh, total of 14 songs were recorded on that date, all within two hours. The music and vocals were tracked live with no samples or auto-tune. Roth has released seven songs so far from that session, including Panama and Dance and Hideaway. Huh. He's, right. Have you seen him interview lately? No. It is kind of weird every clip. <laughs> He's not aging well. No. That'd, be, that'd be a step up, honestly. <laughs> Oh, we're getting the good one tonight. All right, and there you go. That's all I have in music news for you. All right, we're going to take a final break. We'll come back. Oh, hold on. Wait now. Hold on. Stop the bed, please, Casey. Okay. Stop the, the music. I'm going to press pause. Okay. And this is, all right, this is the new version of Jump. Here we go. Yeah, stop it. Get get yourself an avatar. (laughs) That's going to be the answer to everything. Come come sit with me in the solarium. (laughs) All right, uh, there you go. Now we've heard that, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get Letter Today Word of the Week prize. Pierre Robert will be your steward after that. Stay with us. Shots, artists of the month from Northeast Philadelphia. It's Frankfurt Fiddler. Here I'm on the air every Wednesday at 6:30 with your host Fred Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hopefully you got somebody in your life that brings you a little bit of magic. Wouldn't that be wonderful? 1048, the President Steve Radio Program, as we are wrapping things up for the day, returning in a nice ease into the work week day. Uh, I would like to thank Paul Eisenberg for stopping yeah, by today. Hey. Great charity called Bringing Hope Home. The 13th annual Adopt-A-Family program is happening. And uh, bottom line is, somebody uh, who has cancer, they help them pay their bills. They take that off of their plate. So it's uh, one less thing that they have to worry yeah, about. Absolutely. And uh, you can help out in a bunch of different ways. But uh, they are taking donations now for these yeah, at the end of the holidays here and, and making sure that they have a, a, a good holiday season. So bringinghopehome.org uh, to assist Jackie Bam Bam's haven't seen you guys and girls since camp out. Good morning. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you were you were off for a, a bit. Yeah, it was last week too. And um, man, I'm back. Yeah, what did a way it, to come back. In for Pierre. I'm going to stir his coffee. <laughs> did anybody get uh, videos sent from Jackie over the weekend? 
I did. My mom was watching Yo Romano what? Westchester Parade with Adam Joseph, was it? Yes. And you were in the rain, my mom said. Yes, yeah. we were. You were on TV. I know, I was. Great job. And I got screenshots uh, of, of you TV. on TV. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh, from Jackie and his I, mom. I got video of uh, John Waits band members ah. wishing Jackie uh, some wow. love. Well, I, I know you guys that. always have John on the show, yeah. and uh, they great, a great announcement. They're going out with uh, Sticks and Foreigner. Foreigner. Yeah. 40 dates, and we get one of them, and I'm hosting one of them, and I said bill. to John, I said, I'm sure you'll stop by the Preston Steve show, so it yeah. starts in June. Nice. Yeah. That's it's great. How was your weekend, man? Uh, my weekend, my week. I'm back from vacation. It yeah. was great. I was just telling Chucky D'Amico, the Summerdale Fire uh, Company, are celebrating their 100th anniversary. I went over there, and they took me on a fire truck to the old Galaxy, the White Horse Pike. It's, you know, a pet store now, but I took a picture <laughs> in front of the old Galaxy where Cinderella and Brittany Fox started, and I was on a fire truck like Santa Claus. Oh, wow. that's cool. That's yeah, cool. It was your first great. time on a fire yes. truck? Uh, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you're allowed to be on a fire truck. Even when I take pictures with firemen, they're like, oh, you can't go up there, Jackie. Well, so they would look at you and say that he's got to be a fireman. They gave me an axe, and they have, like, a fake Ooh. door. They drill, like, mother's ah. drill. They were yeah. practicing. There was, like, 30 of them after, and Gina C., from down the hallway, our WMMR writer, it's her uncle. So they're like, they want to meet you, Jackie. I had a week off. I went over there. I hung out with all the firemen. They put the jacket on me, the helmet on me. Very and, nice. And uh, I got an axe, and they have this door, like a metal door. You practice opening doors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned that. Excellent. Good for you. Yeah. Excellent, buddy. All right, well, you're going to help us out with the letter of the day, right? I am. All right, here we go. Let's get the first one. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter F is in funky cold Medita. All right, and we have <laughs> two... <laughs> That's his thing. <laughs> we have two Flyers Santa sacks. One for you and one to give as a gift, and you can make it an unforgettable holiday season. And gift a Flyers Santa sack. Each gift pack includes a pair of lower-level Flyers tickets, a Flyers player autograph puck, uh, an exclusive gritty tree topper, and a bonus pair of Wings lacrosse tickets on top of that. You can shop now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, so we'll give that away on Friday. What you got in store for today, Jack? Uh, we'll be chopping up Pierre's workforce blocks. I won't turn uh, Bill Weston into a pillar of salt. He just saw me. He goes, oh, I'm going to turn into a pillar of salt. Huh? <laughs> because you bust the rules. Uh, is that what it Are means? you here all week or is... is- uh, Monday through Thursday. Right, I right. have Friday off. And yeah, it's like rotisserie chicken. We're Kenny Rogers uh, around here. Rotisserie. Yeah. Did I say that right? Rotisserie. No. Close. How do you say it? It was close enough. Rotisserie. 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 We knew we were yeah, not rotisserie. Yeah, two... Rotisserie. Rotisserie. Yeah. Okay. Two princesses? All right. We got more than two in the workforce yeah. blocks. Uh, Skinner, Gary Rossington, would be celebrating his 72nd <laughs> so birthday. Of course, you could scream free bird if you have a lighter, put it in the air at noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disturbed and Bruce Springsteen, we'll get to them. And in my prize call, for this is very cool, Mark Tremonti, we all know from Creed and Alter Bridge, yep. has a Frank Sinatra album out. He's going to play it in full in Atlantic City at the Brigada. And it's a uh, benefit for his daughter, Stella, who uh, was born with Down Syndrome. It's a beautiful album. And uh, we have tickets for that. It's in January, so Excellent. that'll be in the prize call. Excellent. Excellent. All right, well, thank you, uh, Jackie, and I'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, President Steve Show, is brought to you today uh, by Duncan, and the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow's Tuesday, so it's Tattoos Day. We'll make sure we have a chance for an President Steve Show themed tattoo, and this guest just added the inventor of the rotisserie chicken <laughs> will be joining us wow. tomorrow Kenny Rogers morning. is back from the dead. Yeah, that's man. Right. All right, so that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye.
Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.